You are listening to the Chompcast, an official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thanks for taking time out of your crazy life to make time for ours. And a quick reminder that if you dig the show, flip on over to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp and check out the different ways you can support the growing Chomp Nation army. If E3 is Christmas for gamers, then imagine a Filipino Santa Claus sliding down your proverbial chimney. No trouble getting stuck. This Santa's gut isn't filled with cookies and milk. No, no, no. This Filipino Santa Claus slides down your chimney effortlessly to lay shirtless for you, six-pack listening under your Christmas tree. How does that sound? Sound like a nice Christmas? That's, that's kind of like mm-hmm. what it's like around here during Sword Chomp E3 time. Or maybe not. I don't know. We have a jam-packed E3 Chomp cast for you as we discuss all things E3 related. Celebrity cameos, surprise announcements, Twitch streamers getting banned after streaming from bathrooms, and most importantly, our top five games slash moments of the show. We have some E3 related polls that the audience at Sword Chomp on Instagram voted for that we can talk about, and we have a very, 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 very special guest. After about a year of booking, as we get to some intros here, we are joined by the queen of Chomp Nation, an admirer of all things fish, Leslie, aka Sector 7 Item Shop, joins us. How are you doing, Leslie? Hi, gentlemen, and Morgan. (laughs) Oh. Truest uh, words okay. have just been spoken ever <laughs> in this podcast history right now. Uh, hi, we are happy to have you, Leslie. <laughs> we have you are like uh, you've been here since the beginning. Um, you forged the sword chomp blade with your very hands, and you are sort of a local legend around these parts. So it's an honor to have you today. Oh, thank you. Wait, local legend as in what? Uh, around the Instagram. Uh-huh. Stomping grounds, yeah. Uh-huh. The social media stomping grounds. Okay, let's. We'll just leave it at that. I don't, right. go, I don't want to go any farther into it. I, yeah, I don't um, either. Uh, yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, You you can find her at Sector Seven Item Shop on Instagram. If for some reason you're not following her, you should. Uh, you should. She makes a lot of really fantastic, um, artistic, related nerdy endeavors. Um, is that a good way of putting it? I don't know, it's not too bad. Artistic related nerdy endeavors. Yeah. Endeavors. Like that makes it sound like I'm spelunking for nerds, but sure. <laughs> spelunking. Come, my little nerd. <laughs> I like the way you said that. Uh, Come it's with good. Me. <laughs> it's good timing for you, too, right? Because right now, uh, Final Fantasy 7 is so hot with that yes! remake. So the Sector 7 brand is uh, it's, it's going through the roof. All those Final Fantasy 7 hashtags, you know? I know could be filtering so back to you it is it is exciting um i do have bad news though um also joining us today i of course am general mountain time from montana and from texas joining us we have the filipino johnny depp aka fish if you're nasty uh how you doing fish doing well uh fish i was just about to break the bad news to leslie that um we're starting our own competing company uh to sector seven item shop uh, we are? Yeah, it's Weapons oh. Monthly magazine. Oh, <laughs> I like that. What, yeah. what are we making? Well, it's a newsletter, and it's basically just mm-hmm. nude pictures of you covering mm-hmm. your man Showing parts. Showing those guns. With... 
Yeah. Mm. Oh, that. That too. Yeah. 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 Lots yeah. of guns. Um, Lots of guns. Yeah, I'm thinking right. like maybe like origami versions of Final Fantasy weapons. Just uh-huh. gently over your, you know. Mm. Twig and berries? How does that you, sound? You really want to <laughs> risk a paper cut there? When Yeah, I know. Yeah. No. Um, I'd, I'd use like construction paper or something like that. Hmm. Well, Just so I could cover up everything, you know. You know, origami comes in three different sizes, so I'm guessing you're going to have to use the like the three inch square. <laughs> I mean, not, not the, the cheapy size, yeah. St- standard post it note. St- mm. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, 10 inch squares. Oh, that's a, that's a lot of origami. If you know. We know someone who could use that one. It's <laughs> a lot of inches there. <laughs> um, so yeah, Weapons Monthly will be dropping in honor of the Final Fantasy VIII remaster. So, uh, you know, yes. I hope we can still remain friends uh, mm. between this rival launching. It sounds like a really good new Patreon tier, actually. Yeah, it actually, that's true. Mm-hmm. Get the fish yeah. involved. Start up a magazine, yeah. Oh yeah! Just send them out to all our high tier Patreons. Mm-hmm. Newsletters. They can tell whatever their pages? favorite. <laughs> whatever the how many pages <laughs> it be? Oh, the just newsletter like, just one page. Just volunteered yeah. himself for a nudie magazine. You go right <laughs> ahead. <laughs> yeah, guys, no problem. Just tell us your favorite fun fantasy game, and we'll build something based around <laughs> that. <laughs> um, preferably the smaller weapons, daggers, things of that nature. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, thanks for being here, Fish. Uh, we'll talk more about Weapons Monthly Magazine later. And, uh, also, back again two weeks in a row, even though I wasn't feeling too well, Shay Layton is here, the professor, uh, from Japan. Um, Shay, are you hanging in there okay? You doing all right? I'm hanging in there. Hanging a little to the left? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's a little but bit... But it's in there. It's, yeah, it's, I got nothing. I'm doing fine. <laughs> I can't. The The witty banter isn't coming to me today, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I'm excited. To Is talk the about left, I wonder if, yeah, yeah. Even though I did have you on here in my notes as the Ebenezer Scrooge V3. Um, I, just... I am, I am. Like, hmm. we constantly <laughs> referenced when we used to talk about this on the old podcast, but. I probably am the one who brings the most hate soup when it comes to E3 mm. the grouch. Hate soup is back! Hate soup is back. <laughs> wow, I have a grouch when it comes it's to a long E3. Time. But Wait, you I, think I'm, I think yeah. some of my thoughts will surprise you, while <laughs> others will not. Okay. Again, you guys give me It's going to be a tangy soup <laughs> filled ah. with, uh, you know, classic ingredients. And then some fruity pebbles thrown in there, because why Ugh. not? Ugh. Uh. Like the finest of vomit. pebble guy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. Uh, I'm trying to keep the Christmas theme. So Scrooge, Grinch, Christmas, Chimneys. Hey, they have Christmas themed fruity pebbles. No, you said Grouch, and I, I was so, you were so close to Grinch. I got it. Oh, yeah. uh, yes. okay. I said I was. But grouchy, you're right. But yeah. Christmas theme. I'm Grinchy. Yeah. Grinchy. He's feeling Grinchy today. Ah. Um, yeah, thanks for being here. Shay, of course, making special appearance for E3. And of course, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan. Mm-hmm. The one and only. Josh did a great job on the E3 streams this week, so everyone give Josh a round of applause for hosting. Excellent. Did he pulled it you're out. You're the best, Josh. 
Right, okay, now take it back a little. All right, okay. <laughs> Just, um, too, too much? Okay. Josh taught us all about uh, cloaca uh, on the stream this week, which is apparently uh, <laughs> some sort of... When, when Cloud was smashing that scorpion's butthole on the stream, um, and then Josh said cloaca, and then I started looking it up, and apparently... <laughs> Uh, well, I'm sure Shay knows. He's the biologist here. Um, I heard Cloaca. Someone's yeah, calling. Yeah, that's my setup. That's my setup for you to be give us your fancy biological speak about Cloaca. Define Cloaca for us. Oh, it's just the basic hole. It's a kind of a... Uh, um, <laughs> what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a very, very... It's the, uh... Uh, like for animals who aren't fully developed or more developed along the evolutionary path, and mm, basically everything okay. comes out of there, yeah. everything. So like shit and semen, basically, right? And um, well, and urine. Don't don't forget whoa. urine. Let's let's not okay. jo- go from zero to <clears throat> sixty. Mm. Oh, you're right. Yeah. There, sh- would there would there be a cloaca on a starfish? I believe. So, I think yeah. that's a single Actually, wait, 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 single wait, wait, wait. out. Sort of a creature. I, yeah, I, th- I believe everything comes out of the mouth, if I remember correctly. Hmm. So is that, is that a cloaca then? Or no? No, it's... it'd just be a mouth. Oh, there has. Yeah. Maybe a mouth. It's just a single. Are you asking if the mouth is a cloaca? <laughs> yeah. Can the mouth also be cloaca? That would be rough. We'll find out next. Mm. Eating, shitting, and pissing out of the same hole. Um, no, I actually thought it was fascinating. Honestly, I was like, oh, I'd never. You learn fish spelling bee time. Spell cloaca. Hold on. No, no. <laughs> go look up the fan. post. Go. <laughs> no. no, too late. Okay. Too late. Here we go. I think I just confused our audience because there was. I think that post really just weirded people out. Hmm. So I'm sure welcome it did. to our world. Weirded me out. Come on, it's not. Yeah. There might have been a line. Nah. There's no line. Cloud was actually. <laughs> really is it? There's no Cloud, line. Cloud was smashing away at that, that butthole, and we were laughing about the fact that they gave him a glowing little butthole to attack. But mm-hmm. uh, that's probably <laughs> that's I think a good way to start. Um, I, I want to thank everyone for being here for this show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, if you sign up for our Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/swordchomp, I have a ton of E3 videos that did not make it onto our main page. Uh, one cool thing I like to do is cut up little snippets from our Twitch streams so that if you don't want to sit there and watch three hours of streams, a lot of the highlights are going to be on our Inst- our VIP Instagram page. So you can support us for $5 a month and get access to a rare Instagram page that has tons of extra videos. So patreon.com slash swordchomp. You should check that out. Um, one of those videos, of course, is me freaking out to the Final Fantasy VIII remaster teaser. Um, so if you want to see that, you should sign up because it's very embarrassing for me. Mostly my hair looks really bad. Um, it looks like some balding or something. Um, but I think it's a good place to start, especially with Leslie being here. Let's start with the Square Enix stream, which um, surprisingly ended up being a lot of fun. Uh, so they, they kicked it off with a very lengthy, let's say, the Square Enix press conference, um, which me and Josh got together with and watched with our good friend Rich Meister. Shout out to uh, the Maestro, because uh, uh, Fish abandoned us. He hates us. Mm. Um, <laughs> Fish was there. He was a pig butt. Oh, that no, no, that was a was different. Was that it? Stream. No, that was a different one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He was a pig. He was a he was a pig uh, cloaca during the Nintendo <laughs> conference. So close. Pigs don't have cloacas. I, I know, I know. I was just trying to bring it back. 
Oh. Fish is a little bit more uh, classy yeah. than that. Yeah, yeah. He's, Come he's on, multifaceted. <laughs> he's a fully formed butthole. He's, he, yeah, he's a much more <laughs> evolved rectum than <laughs> than that. Than a pig. Yeah. Okay. So the cloaca is below that. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. I think it's the cloaca is multitasking. You can make a case that it's a. Uh, it's the best two-way player. Um, all right, so anyways, let's get back to the conversation here. Um, they start off with a very lengthy uh, gameplay uh, sort of playthrough of the Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, and they launched into some uh, Tifa action that got the crowd all hot and heavy. Um, and it was uh, they really focused on that fight with the first boss from Final Fantasy VII, the uh, Scorpion. And that nuclear reactor, which is kind of comical because I was joking with the, the guys on the stream that that fight was like, you know, 30 seconds in the actual game. It was like a quick tutorial thing. And it was like this 15 minute long epic. So I now know why that game is going to be episodic. If they're going to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. So, Leslie, what did you think? I mean, you uh, I mean, you patented your shop after Final Fantasy seven, even though we know your favorite Final Fantasy, of course, is six. But you still have a lot of love for for seven. Um, how are you feeling about that remake? I'm, I am really, really excited after seeing everything. Um, I don't know if you guys saw in, in the footage, but there's some elements that are very Final Fantasy 15 about the battle system. And then there's like the stagger system mm-hmm. with that Scorpion boss. That's very Final Fantasy 13, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, exa- that's exactly what I thought whenever I saw the staggering mechanic in that game. Was, yeah. Oh shit. That's fucking Final Fantasy 13's combat. Yeah. Um it it was really good to see Tifa like in in more of the like cinematic stuff and all of that. But it's just, like I'm I don't even know where to start. Like I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. Are you mm-hmm. last question, uh, are you going to throw down on the very expensive collector's edition to get the motorcycle or is that uh, even beyond you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. How much is it? It looks cool as shit. They had like a display over at E3 and like the cloud figurine and the motorcycle. Man, that looks that looks very expensive, but I don't I think I can I can part with that money for that. You t- good god. What is happening to you? It's $330. How much? Three oh, thirty. <laughs> this is like never. <laughs> Three thirty. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I could get a used copy of that. So, mm. what are the odds that I'll need both my keys? A used copy. <laughs> <laughs> here, Ugh. here, here's Cloud with jizz all over him. Just take him. Just take him. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, if you're getting any used copies of that motorcycle, it's gonna. Be suspect. Um, good God, three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so what do you guys think about it? I mean, kind of jump in. Don't be afraid. Um, uh, I guess the Shay, you have some reverence for Final Fantasy VII. How are you feeling about that remake? I I'm very mixed. Like, mm, I'd say about eighty percent of me is really hype. I obviously we all have fond memories in some way, shape, or form of the game, and seeing the little like figures i don't know what you'd call them where they had the little like cotton ball looking arms <laughs> you know mm-hmm. the very poorly rendered uh oh the original version yeah the yeah the paintbrush arms yeah, yeah yeah 25 30 years later well not 30 about 25 years later 
being formed into actual looking characters and they look freaking awesome. It's just it, for the kid and all of us for our nostalgia and currently it's awesome looking. Even if you have no point of reference before, it looks like an awesome game. It looks beautiful. And it looks like it's going to be kind of like uh, uh, it's going to bridge the gap between the two consoles because it's originally going to be dropped for this generation, right? And it looks like it's going to bridge the gap between the two. I'm really excited for it. My trepidation comes into play when I consider the fact that it's being released episodically. And so far, all they've really shown is the very beginning, the first few hours of the game. They stop at the very first boss that you fight. And if that's the first episode, are they going to be charging $60 for just that? And when you consider it, um, how extensive and big the game is, they've come out and said that they're going to be multiple Blu-ray discs worth of content. They're looking at probably two discs because the game is so big. Um, it was actually, you know, on the scale, if you compare it, it was bigger than Final Fantasy XV scale-wise. So looking at it that way, it's like, how many, how many years is this going to take? To get from the beginning to the end of the story. And that's what worries me, you know? Like, it's the money and the time it's going to take. Like, am I going to spend $60 per episode? Or is it going to be like a telltale thing where you get like a season pass? And how long is it going to take for me to get into the game? Is it going to take like 10 years for this whole game to finish? It's actually worse, Shay. It's $330 per episode when you buy all the motorcycles. <laughs> That'd be oh, awesome. No. That's how they're squeezing people. Collector's edition, every god. This thing is going to just print money. They're just going to be shitting money. <sighs> Pretty much. Yeah. Josh, would you like to retort to that? Everything you said in your own opinions? Uh, I mean, I. they've done... Basically, the exact same thing as Telltale with their all the other episodic games they've published so far. So I have to imagine it's just going to be a single price of you know entry. However, um, the only thing that I'm not entirely sure about that with though is they not just have not said how many episodes there are going to be. They said they don't know how many episodes there are going to be. So that kind of worries me more along like Shay was saying the time yeah. investment yeah. here like if we don't know how many episodes we're even aiming at it, yeah like am I looking at a few hundred hours into this game or like what they sound I, like they're just I'd like they my children to recognize me <laughs> um, yeah yeah episode 30 you finally make it to the golden saucer Jesus Christ mm -hmm. they still have a hundred to go <laughs> that's a whole episode it's just gonna be the golden saucer uh, probably 20 hours of golden but saucer mini games. i want a whole episode of just chocobo breeding um really graphic mm. no i yeah it's i'm with you i think i think we're all pretty much blown away by how good it looks and it looks like a very evolved final fantasy it looks like it plays like 15 like leslie is mentioning but yeah it does seem like they don't really know exactly where the end game is with this they're just kind of making it as they go and that is kind of strange. Um, well, it's like Josh said. I don't know if you remember this, Leslie, but Josh was saying, I think it was like a podcast or two ago, that after there's a big tonal shift in Final Fantasy VII when you get out of that first um, major town. Was it? That's when you first leave Midgar or whatever, mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah, I remember him and, saying that. And it just goes into this big open world thing, and that's like the whole game kind of changes, and you're sort of like meandering and exploring and stuff. And that's still great too, but it was it's a very different change. And it seems like they want to make this game all the way up until that point, and then try to decide what to do from there for the open world stuff. Because to answer your question, Shay, there was some stuff in the gameplay that actually showed the the later parts, like the motorcycle. Did you see the motorcycle sequence, uh, Shay, and all that stuff? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, from my understanding, the interviews I've heard and what I've read so far, it's going to stop at that first boss, is what we're looking at. And it, it might change. Maybe that's all rumor and conjecture at this point, but... First boss? Like when you say first boss, what do you mean? I'm sorry. Like the, 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 ro- like the robot crab thing. The sentry. That Barrett oh. and Cloud first fight. So basically the you, very first mission, like the first uh yeah, no. The the first bombing mission that you do with Avalanche is what we're looking at for the first episode. Oh no no. What what I was seeing no. is that it's gonna go yeah, I, it's gonna go all the way to the that. Yeah. It it that that first in the game, like in Final Fantasy, that was like only twenty minutes into the game. I'd imagine they really can't fill out, you know, that first twenty minutes leading up all the way up to that scorpion unless they're like Unless they they decide to flesh out some of these side characters, that well, that's um, a, that's exactly like, what they're doing. Fish, um, they've yeah. announced that yeah, they, they're yeah. going to be focusing more on the Avalanche characters. Actually, so right. one of the big things with the trailer and what some of the uh, creators actually talked about is they're focusing a lot more on Tifa, and they want to focus on how the this what the decisions that they're making affect her. Um, yeah. They're also doing that with, you know, Jesse Wedge and Biggs as well. Like yeah. Focusing yeah, on I'm really how, looking forward what they're to doing that. affects them personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that and I, I'm really curious to find out finally. I mean, I hope they haven't said they're going to go into this, but I'd love to know how they got there from Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was going somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, for, to answer, I, I, I saw many, from what I saw, Reading developer interviews, they mentioned that the first episode is going to go up to the ending sequence after the motorcycle sequence, after the escape from that big building, right before the game, the original game broke into... Yes, yes, yeah. That is... That was my understanding from reading the interviews, is that's where the first episode will end, which is about... That would be cool. See, that that I can live with, you know, because that's like the first... I don't know. Depending on what you... Depending on what they do and what they have you do, that's like a good first five to ten hours, depending on how long you spend searching for everything, all the materia that you're mm-hmm. grabbing, any kind of grinding you're doing to buy all the materia, um, whether you're talking with all the NPCs. That's a good five to ten hours, I think. That would be cool yeah. for the first episode. And, and, and their version of five to ten hours will probably be 15 to 20, because there's going to be all that other stuff uh, in between, it seems like. Because they're talking about it being a full-fledged, like, 20 to 30 hour game and i'm like what that's crazy so uh we'll, we'll see if that that's what they're saying I mean, that's that's a lot for just mm-hmm. one episode and like if they're gonna make yeah. it like a flatline 60 dollar price then i don't see it staying that for the whole game like if if they make it like episodically where each episode can be like a standalone game in a way then for sure they're gonna be charging 60 dollars for each episode for sure Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious see, as hell. Yeah. yeah. I could they, see them doing the episodes and then doing like the the bonus DLC like they did for 15 with like episode Ignis and all that all that crap. 
Would you guys be willing to pay 60 if it was like 30 to 40 hours long per episode? Would you guys be okay paying 60 for each of those if they were like a couple years apart? That depends on no the how many episodes there are in the whole game. Um, like if it's like a four episode game, sure, I don't mind. Um, and what's cool about that too is like if there's certain parts of the game you didn't really like when you originally played, you won't have to buy that episode. You're like, eh, I already know what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's an interesting thing. Um. That's sort of their tent piece right now, and people are freaking out about it, so. It'll be interesting. One thing we haven't really touched on, and we can, uh, I can stop talking after this. I've talked a lot. (laughs) Shay's excited um, about that. I am. Final Fantasy VII was one of my favorite games of all time. Is if this does so well, will this influence the future of games? You know, like we had Telltale making an impact for a little while, doing games episodically. And I would venture to say that them doing that, they weren't the first ones, but they're one of the major ones. Uh, them doing it in that style, I would say, slightly influenced Final Fantasy VII. I think that's fair to say, whether it's direct or indirect. And if Final Fantasy VII does so well, where they do like episode, like say, let's say they have six episodes, and they're each like twenty to thirty hour long um, games, standalone games, and they sell at sixty dollars a piece, are we going to see that be the norm? going in the future or is that going to be one of the north that'll be interesting to see yeah square's kind of unpredictable as much as i love them they kind of have their head up their ass sometimes and you just fucking never know what they're gonna do true so they're weird um that's cool though so and they got a release date which is exciting leslie what's the release date march 3rd 2020 get that we got a release date that's huge like a lot of this e3 for me was also getting these dates because now we know we can play that right before we play Cyber. Although that's the same month that Animal Crossing comes out as well, I think. Um, there's a lot in that time frame next year between like March and April. Between Cyberpunk, I think was what April twentieth or something like that. So that's going to be a r- fucking crazy time, honestly. But right before the next E3, which will be bananas. We can talk about that later. Uh, so of course the Final Fantasy VIII remaster, Fish. I wish you would have been on the stream, man. We could have just. Mm-hmm. Freaked out together, we could have grabbed each yeah. other's hogs. Arr! Just it could have been great. What? I was hopping up yeah. and down, Grab man, like a psycho. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I heard I pogs. Or to... <laughs> <laughs> is a pog champ. We have a, yeah, I have a good slammer. <laughs> My squall slammer. I just <laughs> um, man, it was crazy. And you you almost predicted it. I can't remember if you said that. Your dream announcement would have been a Final Fantasy VIII remake or a remaster? Remake. He, pro- he said remake. a remake. Uh, uh, Did I say? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure because I listened yeah. to it a couple days ago. Mm. You may be right. I forget a lot yeah. of things that I say. So <laughs> I'm still excited though for it. I mean, I've been itching to play that game for a long time now, and my only viable way for me to play that game was my original ps1 copy so mm. i don't have a ps1 that's functioning so you don't have a ps2 been... or a ps3 i don't you don't have wow. a pawn shop where they sell them for a whole ten dollars <laughs> yeah you can get one for about 35 oh, wow. cents at any goodwill mm. i don't want to wish that's too much sure. money for that mm. uh, i'd send you that. mine fish but you probably wouldn't uh-huh. play it 
Yeah, did you send him Crisis Core like I, three months ago? I forget. It seems like it was like eighty-four years ago, right? It <laughs> always happens. Fish. It's funny because Leslie now fish, yeah, fish is busy doesn't putting thirst games. traps on Instagram. Oh shit! <laughs> thirst trap. <laughs> That's a great term. I need to write that down. Thirst trap. Okay. Continue, fish. I'm sorry. But yeah, uh, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for Final Fantasy VIII. It looks good. It does. Like, it, How do you feel about the new art direction where they've kind of beefed up the visuals a little bit? Like, Squall looks a little bit more... He looks almost a little less rugged and a little more baby-faced, I guess? Mm. Yeah, he does. I know you heard yeah. that, Josh. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, it was the great, greatest time you could have possibly done that right while you were saying something, so there's literally <laughs> zero way I can edit it out. Just adding texture to mm. it. Just People like to hear that stuff. It yeah. feel like they're right mm. there with us. Dr. Pepper 10. Mm -hmm. Who would have guessed? Feels great. Um, I lost right in your thought. veins. Oh. But yeah, they made Squall look a little... I, I like the visual upgrade. Like from At first glance, people were like, oh, it looks kind of like a PC port, right? But then people started circulating those images, and it does look like they did some work to the visuals. And It's weird with a lot of old games, and I mean this with sincerity, that you think you remember what it looks like and then somebody will send you a screenshot and you look at it and you're like oh fuck that looked way uglier than i imagined it looked. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah um yeah squall literally has no face apparently no, he, does. he never time. had a face <laughs> this whole time just yeah he kind of looked like thanos when he was destroying people just um and we loved him for it but now he's got a it looks like uh, it kind of like uh, Dissidia. People are saying he looks closer to the Dissidia version of. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. He does. I don't like that hairstyle. I don't dig the new hairstyle. <gasps> really I, interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't either. I'm wow. with you on that, Shay. I prefer the uh, the yep. more spikier look to him. The yeah. more jaggedy. Okay, so yeah. you're not a big fan like, of the new hair. Like, let me let me tell you guys this, like, because <laughs> this is something that you guys probably don't know uh, about as much uh in japan the people who i've encountered let's put that disclaimer there that have that hairstyle are interesting people they're not the type that are rugged or um that you would expect to lead uh a small army of people against you know a corrupt government or any a corrupt military you think of them when you see that hairstyle as something associated with something very different. And when I think of Squall as a character, I think of him, like you said, Morgan, as a rugged character. Granted, he's angsty. That comes with the age that they're all at. But just that hairstyle, I know it's so silly to get hung up on that. I really know. And I sound like a little crotchety old man, like, back in my day, Squall's hair. But... It just, to me, doesn't fit the personality of the character that they build. But it's a small thing. It's a really small thing. I'm not going to get hung up over it at the end of the day. Leslie, this is obviously an important question, uh, and we all have to know how you feel about Squall's hair. Uh, please, <laughs> lay it down. Uh, it, she I felt nothing, apparently. I, yeah, I feel nothing. <laughs> I, it's very Justin Bieber upgrade. I don't know. Upgrade. How how would yeah. you feel? That's the word. Like it's combed out of his face. I, I wonder if we always imagined Squall a little bit more rugged than he was, because I was looking at some of the 
like FMVs of him, you know, and his his face is a lot more softer and more kind of pretty boy than I like initially remembered. Um, I think you guys are well, you Morgan remember him differently than I do because I remember those FMVs very being very like round faced, like yeah, cheeky, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so maybe that's a little bit more of what they were going for, but. You know, the great thing about, to Shay's point, is even with those crappy early graphics, you could sort of, like, almost imagine them a certain way. Like, it's kind of startling to see Barrett now the way he is. It's like, oh, yeah, they, that's really what Barrett would look like and uh, talk like, and oh, no, I don't know if I like that, you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a thing, so... Yeah, it's silly to get, like, it's, it's, so, it's such a weird dichotomy to get, like, hung up on those little silly things that don't really matter, but at the same time, it's like, you can't really help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. I think it's fine. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, if ninety nine percent, I there'll be things that you're probably like, ah, that looks a little weird. I'm I gotta see I gotta see Seifer's face. I want to see how my boy's face looks, trench coat, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, the the last thing I want to say about this, unless there's something you guys want to add to it, which is fine, is that the the biggest thing that is sort of bugging me on the internet right now is that everyone, um, <laughs> the. Big, the biggest thing that's bothering me is everyone just saying it's a PC port, and this is not true. I've been I've been digging into everything I could find about this game, like obsessively. Trust me, before this podcast, and Square has given out nothing. They've given out nothing on it. Like we have no idea what it is. We know it looks a little better, and we know it's going to be on the Switch and like PS4 and Xbox. We don't know anything else. A lot of this game is still like entrenched in mystery. And that's fascinating to me because, like, me and Leslie have been playing the Final Fantasy XII remaster a little bit lately, and they did so many cool things with that as far as, you know, like, the orchestral versions of the soundtrack and, you know, updating the visuals and balancing the game. Who knows what they're doing with this thing? We have, we have no idea. So there could, it could be a very straightforward remake or there could, or remaster, I'm sorry, or there could be a lot that they're doing to it still behind even like different mm-hmm. versions of the soundtrack because the soundtrack is incredible maybe yeah. they're maybe they'll increasing the quality of it add in a way for us to play with the chocobo tracker finally with yes the, the yeah. there we go oh yeah the thing from japan yeah, yeah. yeah i remember that yeah um all i'm saying is it's a big question mark right now all we know is that it looks better and that's cool that's more than i expected so and it's on the switch i, and I, I can't remember who, i can't remember who said it it was probably josh or Someone I was listening to on Twitter or something. But I hope there's an explanation for Norg. That's all I hope for. Norg? Like, yeah. Norg add a little yeah. bit of extra story. Yeah. I totally forgot Nor- what Norg was. It's been so long. I, Until, like, I, don't, I, I don't... I don't even <laughs> fully understand what Norg was. I don't think anybody does. That's why we need... We need the T. We need the T, Square. <laughs> Enix. <laughs> Yeah, our friend Rich said that Norg was just like some guy living under the basement that orchestrated everything, and I was like, what? Yeah, but like, that's... Yep. That's pretty much what he was, but... But like our adult minds... Be? Just, like you're sitting that's, there, like uh, for years, you're like, can't wait for some stupid down. seed initiates to come down here. Yeah. It's like Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just hanging out, you know. Well, I yeah, mean, it's that's... Such, it's such a weird plot yeah. point. Like, <laughs> he's gonna sit here and wait. 
It's true. It's true. I agree. I think the coolest thing about these games are you can wrap your head around it as an adult and see if you enjoy it more or less. Like, nothing's going to make me love the game less because it was a big part of my life. But it's still fun to play as an adult, even if you are like, oh, this is fucking stupid. You know, that's part of the fun of going back to things like that, I think, is putting it in context. You're like, yeah, as a 30-year-old adult, this is nonsense. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's amazing. Like, Final Fantasy XII is, like, connected with me much more as an adult than when I was 20 years old. You know, smoking weed with fish hmm. in my closet. So, uh, life changes. Isn't that right, fish? It's cheaper when you share a closet. It is. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. We had a guy that lived in our closet with us, too. That was weird. That's true. The real reason why they're in closets now. Yeah. <laughs> fish, that is kind of eerie. We're, we just can't seem to get away from those closets, huh. can we? You know, the more stories you tell Something about your guys' about this closet. living together days, just... Oh man! I could make do a me think more and more of trailer trash. <laughs> hey, hey! Come on, trailer now. trash should be way too kind for us. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 is a level below trailer trash? Actually, is there a level? Mm, a fixed income apartments. Uh... Cloaca cleaners. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Cloaca. I don't know. Who knows? We'll worry about that later. If you yeah have yeah a, yeah not important, just DM me at Swordchomp on Instagram if you know what's below trailer trash. Um, because we need to know. So, and was there anything else from the Square Enix uh, comments you guys really wanted to mention before I move on? For me, there wasn't. Other than the Avengers, kind of looked pretty awful to me. Um, I hated everything about it. Um, I don't know why it's getting so much shit. To be honest with you, I mean, I get that a lot of the characters look semi-generic when you compare Uh compare it to like endgame and all that but i didn't really think it was that bad to be honest with you i thought yeah Yeah. sure that looks a little generic but i think it's getting crap because most people turning in or tuning into that were like only ever fans because of the cinematic universe Mm -hmm. and so they showed up and like who who are these guys because why like they almost never iron man look like yeah uh-huh. Look like Robert Downey Jr. But they look weird. Like Captain America's neck is like fucking huge. It's, it's, just, it's just they look weird to me. I don't know. He's and been then they did the heads. He's <laughs> been taking a ton of heads. Well, they did that thing where they sat all the voice actors down and they were just like waxing and waiting about how great they are. Like, wow, I'm Troy Baker. Oh, I'm Nolan North. I was like, oh god, oh, kill me now. I don't know. It's just not for me. But I've heard really bad things about the behind closed door demo too. But hey, if you guys think it looks cool, I'd like to. I like the dissenting opinions there. I think that's good. Huh. Um, I just don't think it looks terrible. Like a lot of people are ripping on it on various social media platforms for the characters looking generic. But um, I don't know. I don't think it looks terrible. Yeah, I don't think it looks interesting, interesting either, either, but it doesn't look bad. I just don't think it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm surprised well, Fish hasn't mentioned War of the Visions yet. I was just going to say, yeah, that looks pretty badass. <laughs> I would love to have a... I mean, it is Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, but it's <laughs> tactics space. So... Mm. It's tactics? I mean, is it mobile? Yes. Exclusively? It's, it's mobile, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fish, we might be playing a mobile know. game together. Oh, no, here yes. we go. <laughs> I might get back yes. into mobile games. I haven't I'll try it. Game Who, hell yes. kidding. Leslie, how are you about mobile addictions? Do you have any mobile game addictions that you'd be okay with admitting publicly? I don't have any currently. Okay. Not really. Proud of you. 
Never did you ever dabble in the Brave Exvius? Because me and Fish went down a dark hole with no. Uh, uh, nope. Yeah. Surprisingly. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. It's just a very simple mobile game with a very addictive hook where you'd collect Final Fantasy characters from your favorite Final Fantasy games. They come out of little crystals. Sounds like Dicidia. Dicidia. Well, yeah, it, I mean, the combat was just like the old school games. Like, they just line up and take turns attacking. It was like active time battle. But the, the hook was basically, like, you know how in a lot of mobile games you get, like, card packs and stuff like that? It was basically, like, these crystals that would explode and you'd get characters. And they had different rarity, like, oh my god, I got Cloud or Squall. It was, basically, they were exploiting your nostalgia. It's like Final um, Fantasy Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, sort of. But it was, it was all right, you know? I was in a dark time in my life. And so is fish. Every time in your life is a dark time. How do you differentiate <laughs> the one from the other? Well, as I've gotten older, I try to appreciate the dark times before okay. they're gone. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, fish, yes. Are you going to get back into Brave Exvius visions, War of um, the Visions or whatever? War of the Visions, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to download that. See what it's all about. Was there See a date? gameplay's. Uh, I don't know. There wasn't a date, okay. but that looks exciting. I want the tactics game on mobile. Sounds like the perfect place to put it. I think. Yeah. Well, me and Shay enjoyed the Fire Emblem game, but admittedly, it didn't last long because it was so simplified that it kind of became right. Like the gameplay became pretty rote pretty fast. I'll forever remember somebody dubbing it as the Horny Casino. I'll never forget that. <laughs> mm. Horny Casino. Well, now I want to download it again. Thanks a lot. Morning Casino. Uh, what else was from the Square Enix conference that looked... Anything you guys Not want to mention much. before I we get out of here? I was looking at the list. Oh, oh, Josh, you freaked out about something. Oh, wait, no, that was Nintendo, wasn't it? Okay, okay, Which... never mind. Uh, we can wait, we can wait, because you're... I think it was Nintendo that... that... Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Well, let's segue right into Nintendo then, because that was one of the old t- yeah. only times during the show I heard Josh actually start squealing with joy. <laughs> um, and that was during the Final Fantasy Crystal, Chron- Crystal Chronicles. Is it? So they're just bringing the Christical. games back? I, yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> awesome yeah, it's just a, just a remake Christical of, the, uh, of the GameCube game on Switch. Okay, um, so it's a straight... Actually, I'm not sure if it was only Switch. Because I can't remember if this was... Was this on the Nintendo One or was this? I think it was on Square. I think it was on Square. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's supposed um, to be coming out this winter. Just a remake of Crystal Chronicles, which was actually a really good game, but uh, was kind of hamstrung by having to have multiple handheld systems to play the uh-huh. multiplayer back in the day. So. Do you remember that one, Leslie? Did you ever get down on Crystal Chronicles? I do. Did they have that on Wii? I thought they had a version on Wii. They, it wasn't the same game. They made a different one on, on the Wii. Gotcha. Um, that I didn't get around to playing. Um, but yeah, there was a GameCube version that had, and it was kind of like, um, what's a good comparison? I guess sort of in the gauntlet vein. that. Mm sort of combat that kind of top down kind of what turned into the um the um 
shoot here. The, 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 the other the Marvel the Marvel <laughs> games. Uh, oh, Alliance uh, Marvel. De- the, yeah, Mar- those, Alliance. Yeah, yeah, Ultimate Alliance. That yeah. sort of like top down thing. Um, Diablo kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah, Diablo. That's that sort of thing. But it was kind of a really unique take on it because the whole idea was that it was supposed to be a multiplayer game, and so you could pick your loadout of low-level spells, and they didn't Mm -hmm. really do a lot, but if you cast spells at the same time as someone else, you could combine two spells, um, and they'd have special effects, like you could level them up or create different types. um, Yeah. Yeah, it was was a really cool combat system that just, yeah, was hamstrung. It was weird. The first day it came out, Josh, I actually went and bought um, all the stuff I needed for it and played it with my sister and my, one of my best friends mm-hmm. at the time, uh, the guy who lived in my closet, coincidentally. Uh, that was, <laughs> we just saw, making a second appearance on the same podcast. Uh, and it was, it was weird because it was like a top-down game like those, like Diablo or something, but they simplified everything and it still was, had the RPG framework. So you'd still go mm-hmm. to towns and like talk to people. And one person had to carry the bucket, Leslie. It was really weird. So like, yeah. One person had to carry this bucket with you, and I forget if the bucket was healing or protection or it was what, but it yeah, gave it, you it, like a shroud of. It stopped you from taking damage if you didn't have that with you. You just constantly take damage, um, from the world around you. From so. the world, like the whole world mm-hmm. was like basically toxic. So yeah. you had to sort of balance out being under this little like umbrella of health. Um, and one person always had to be holding the bucket, but you could switch it around, like, you know what I mean, strategically. And I think you could put it on the ground, too, right? So you yeah, could drop you could it on set the ground it down and, and then it. fight, but then you couldn't move because it was, you know, just wherever you stuck it. So, yeah. Yeah, but it had this, it had, like, Final Fantasy charm and music, and it was really polished. But, like, it was basically just about working with, with friends. And I don't, I mean, that game would be really fun with friends. I just, you have to mm-hmm. have friends to really enjoy it, I think. I think that's why I don't remember it too much. I have. I have that one. Looking at the differences between the GameCube and the Wii, that's the one that I have is the one with the GameCube. I remember the music mm. whenever it came on, but I don't remember a lot oh, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, the music was great. That was mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts of that of that game. It was just really, really good music and distinct. They didn't really make anything like that um, whenever that had come out. So mm. it was... It's weird. Yeah, no of those spinoffs, but it was mm-hmm. very unique. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Josh lost his shit, man. You guys just, Josh was so, it's weird sometimes to see the things that Josh gets excited for. I'm always fascinated by that. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's weird. Josh gets his jollies off to Crystal Chronicles. Okay, all right. Um, so I'm assuming we might see that later in Josh's favorite games V3. Who knows? Possibly. Um, <laughs> I know Fish, uh, probably didn't even make a list, so we probably won't see anything in his. Um, I'm just kidding, Fish, you know I love Good. you. Fish, yeah, you didn't. You you joined us as a pig's asshole. Um, mm-hmm. and what did your pig's asshole spy from Nintendo's conference that caught your eye? Well, your I, I squealed. Eye. I squealed with delight for um. <laughs> uh, you know what, Zelda, that sequel. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, you mean the one I yeah. predicted on the last podcast? Why do you have to point that out? Oh, you drag it here? Shut no, no, up. I'm just trying to. I'm just. I'm just curious. Was it the one that predicted? Okay, gotcha. 
That's the most no. I've heard fish get fired up in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's like the fucking fifth time I've heard it. I could, I could insult anything annoying. I want you to do that more often. I know. Well, fish, just, yeah. I gave you a lot of credit for predicting Valmancy 8, and I'm not freaking out about it. Uh, but you add, like, a footnote to it, so you're like, did you say remake or remaster? Well, mm. it's a big difference. Mm. Yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah. 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 I have to chop your head off. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that. Anyways, <laughs> Breath of the Wild, um, the sequel. That looks great. Looks fucking interesting as shit. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious to see how they're gonna change that up as far as like the world overworld is because yeah, they're they're clearly using the same engine and assets from Breath of the Wild. I'm just curious to see how exactly... I, I'm happy that they're doing that because it's... I mean, that game was amazing, and there's so much there for them to explore. Um, I, I'm guessing they're going to go a lot more story-heavy in this sequel for this game, as opposed to Breath of the Wild. Um, just because it, it, it shows uh, Zelda and Link like going down... It, I guess I'm guessing that's underneath the castle, actually, uh, where I believe that's Ganon actually down there, still being held down by some arm. And um, it, I don't know if you guys notice this, but like it shows Link like holding out his arm, and it it was the same arm that was holding down Ganon. So uh, it, it seems like there's like some new ability for Link. I'm just curious to see if that's like the main hook of the game. Um, much like, um, I guess going from, um, Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask where there was like this big shift, um, as far as like the game goes and everything and gameplay mechanics and whatnot. Um, so why is Ganon all looking like a piece of beef jerky down there? What happened to Ganon? Why is he looking like all suck it dry? And... I don't know, but he looks very much like the, uh what do you call them, the, those temple priests that you, at the shrines? He looks very much... Oh, like the ones in the little cases? Yeah, yes. kind of. Yeah. I mean, so I, I'd imagine they're going to explain those shrine priests a bit in this one, because they, they don't really give you much story on those guys, other than they've been apparently sitting there for a long time waiting to give Link some sort of power, so... um yeah, I'm curious to see uh, that whole game, and I mean, Breath of the Wild was definitely my favorite game whenever it came out that year. Um, so, wow, you got yeah. a lot more from that trailer than I expected. Oh, really? Okay, I do I'm... have a brain. Oh, we <laughs> <laughs> have to tell people that. I don't know if that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they. One of the weird things that was going around on Twitter after that was that people were trying to rehydrate Ganon, and they were, like, making all these pictures of Ganon, like, with flesh again, and, like, he was all, like, shirtless, and it was just real weird, and, like, and they were giving him normal colored skin, which I don't get, because Ganon's supposed to have, like, green skin, right? But when they were rehydrating him, he was looking, like, normal again for some reason. So, I don't know, I should send you guys that link, it was real weird. Um, but if that is Ganon underneath, the, if they're, the idea, some people were playing with the idea that when Ganon, he, he might basically have interactions with Ganon where he's not evil, which is potentially interesting. 
but the the tone of the game is supposed to be very dark um and that's pretty cool because they were even saying a lot of people who I sent you guys this link. They said there were a, a lot of people working on the uh, Breath of the Wild team were inspired by Red Dead Redemption too. So um, when I hear those things, I'm just like, oh man, they're gonna they're gonna do some wild shit with this next Zelda game probably. Well, which is pretty cool. Probably a lot of. You're not of, gonna uh, play as Link in this one. You're gonna play as Arthur Morgan by yes! Dan Andor. <laughs> it's gonna be. Opona, horse poop, realistic horse poop. Bunch of dead Eponas everywhere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. Also, I called it. I don't know if I told oh, you. Oh God! Sorry, I had to do it one more time. Um, what else from Nintendo? That was a big one. People are freaking out about that. And look, I think it's cool, but there's no release date. There's no gameplay. I mean, some of that I think is just because people are so diehard Zelda fans. But I mean, I, for me, I was like, step back a little bit. There's nothing here. It's just a we're working on the next Zelda game, which is cool. But you know, let's uh, take it back. No just a step or two. No, how dare you step all over my hype? I'm not. Uh, it's very unusual for you to get hyped, especially in this case, because there's nothing there. But um, everything's there. You love your Zelda. Get get in a sequel to really. I mean, you could say ever. the same thing about Final Fantasy VIII. Like with it being a remaster, there wasn't really any footage shown of the actual remaster. There was just screenshots shown, and there was there was a release date given of that one though. No, there wasn't actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. There wasn't. <laughs> that is right. No, nope. I'm not happy oh. about that. They gave us the whole, it's coming out this year, but yet we still don't have a release date for it, which is always concerning to me. Uh, something that did get a release date, Animal Crossing! Woo! Mm-hmm. Only me and Josh probably care. Fish and shit. Hey, Leslie, do you happen to like Animal Crossing? I do, but I haven't played in it like, since GameCube days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, been a long time. Yeah. yeah. Well... When I first played it for the GameCube as well, me and my whole family would like travel to each other's towns mm-hmm. and like send stuff to each other. It was so adorable. Mm-hmm. The game it was revolutionary at the time. Obviously now that doesn't seem quite as revolutionary compared to, to modern games. But the Animal Crossing games are great. They're basically like sim games, but they have a lot more Nintendo charm to them. And they're just weird. Like filled with a lot of cool Nintendo trinkets. Like you can collect like Nintendo pieces for your house, like, you know, Zelda sword or something. You could find weird stuff like that. Go fishing, all sorts of cool stuff. Now, people have been clamoring for this Animal Crossing game, Leslie, for many, 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 many years, uh, myself included. And we finally got a release date, which was March of 2020. So it's coming in hot right before Cyberpunk. Uh, what did you guys think of what they showed of that? Brief. Did you guys watch the Nintendo Treehouse by chance? Yeah. Or just you did? Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Josh. Um, it looks good. It's a uh, kind of kind of. Um, I don't think you guys played New Leaf, but the last one before the mobile game, um, kind of had a resort town that you could go and visit there with a bunch of mini games and stuff. And it looks like this is kind of a smash of the normal town, and then that put together where you're on an island and you can camp and then set up your house and uh, from what they were showing in the gameplay of it customize outside a lot more than you could before Um, whereas basically all the other games you could 
customize your house uh, and set up a bunch of furniture and everything in there. Um, yeah. But now you can put furniture outside, which was kind of a thing from the mobile game that people really liked, and be able to set up these outside spaces um, in really interesting ways. And that's something they're kind of bringing to the mainline series again, which looks, looks really fun. So you can kind of design the whole town instead of, you know, just your house. Your house. Mm-hmm. Work on your Well, the coolest thing that struck, so two things struck me uh, whenever I went back and watched the treehouse mm-hmm. that didn't initially hit me. And I thought this was really cool. It kind of goes full circle into what you see at the end of the trailer. Yeah. All those people gathering at the end of the trailer that walk out with the character and stand on the edge of that beach where it says Animal Crossings, New Horizons, 2020. Those are all player. Those are all real characters. Those mm-hmm. are like player controlled characters. Like the big hook with this game is you can get up to like eight people on your island to help you do shit. So because crafting is now essentially, you know, crafting is everyone games from No Man's Sky to Stardew Valley. Every game like this has crafting now and Animal Crossing is no exception, right? But uh, it fits really well within their world. And the cool thing is, like, if I'm like, hey, fish, I'm trying to make this new, this crazy ass, like, uh, fishing pole, but I need some help. Uh, Can you come grind this shit out with me? He can jump into my town and we can both just chop trees down together and bullshit and find supplies and and put them together. So -hmm. they're talking about, like, doing projects with your friends and family. Uh, Or, like, fish is like, dude, I I need help building this house, but uh, can you help speed me through these steps? I can go over into his town. We can you know, do stuff together and like work as a team to speed up the crafting. But you also get that cool feeling of like sort of visiting someone's town and like, uh, I guess your town, I guess if they're, they can have a home in your world, I'm assuming Mm -hmm. so that even when they're playing, it's in your town, even if we're not to playing together, you know what I mean? So they're really going for that full co-op. You can even split the little joy cons, give it, I could like, I could give it to my daughter or my wife and we can run around in my town together and do stuff. So that's pretty cool. I think that that seems to be the hook that they're going for. Um, you know what the irony? You know what the irony of this is? Is all you described sounds like what you could be just doing in real life, like as the trim <laughs> needs to be fixed in your house, and you know <laughs> your toilet is needs to that's be replaced. You're like, oh, I'm, fine, I'm just gonna go do it in a game. Yard. <laughs> right. I'm just gonna go do that in a game. I mean, you could say your that house about... is literally falling apart. You're <laughs> like, I couldn't give a fuck less, but you know. Animal so crossing. maybe I should wet vac up all the cat piss. No, let's play some Animal uh, Crossing. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Step around it. Put some newspaper uh, down. Uh, don't mm-hmm. try to ruin this game for me. Guys, <laughs> I, but I, some of that stuff I do like doing. Like, for example, I like doing stuff in my lawn in real life. But, um, but like, and having a house, I actually do like doing that stuff in the summer in particular. But I, but I mean, it's a little different in the game because. There's fantasy things you're saving up for. You know, you, like you can literally walk outside of your tent and me and fish could fish together. And they're talking about how you can like find special kinds of creatures on the shore that you can turn into bait and stuff. And the, and the lady in the direct was like, oh, if you like fishing, you're going to be real excited about the different kinds of baits you can make from these little uh, crabs or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, just talking. I was getting fucking yeah. randy. Oh, yeah, that looks like they've got, you know, bait is new as well. So that's. Another, and, and that's all another within addition the to the, uh, um, to like the fishing system. The fishing has always been super fun. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty fun, but you know more more along the lines of just knowing when to go look for fish. Yeah, uh, it looks like they're having different baits and stuff that you can do to kind of vary it up as well. So, 
Well, everything, the biggest thing to emphasize is everything you do in the game gives you something. Like before, if weeds were growing in your yard, you would just pick the weeds because they looked ugly. Now you can get points and sell the weeds or do all sorts of shit with the, you know, every little thing you're doing yeah. well, has... Selling weed was just well, not something they could really put in a kid's game. <laughs> it's true. I was, I was like, wait, this is turning into a drug dealer game? Hmm. We're on the same wavelength there for a second, Josh. Animal Crossing uh, GTA. <laughs> Next that would up. Be great. Um, yeah, Animal so, and, Crossing Walter White edition. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was telling before the podcast that if you're not an Animal Crossing fan, like Fish is kind of in the middle because he played the mobile game for a while, but like if you're not really in Animal Crossing, I don't see this being like something that's really good. You know, pull you in. Because if you never played it, then you're just not going to get the appeal. Well, you know what I mean? It's just something you have to... <sighs> it's cute, but it's like, it's... For yeah. me, it's like another yeah. farming game. Like, I left it behind on the GameCube, and I'm not mm. saying this, like, is it's childish of adults to play it, but I would have that geared more towards, like, my kids, especially B because she's younger. But, I mean, I would probably play it, but just not too heavily or too involved. Yeah. You know? Well... Yeah, that's something that the last oh. couple versions have actually done fairly well with having, like I was mentioning seasonal stuff before, um, like fishing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. the, whole, the whole world is in real time, um, which yes, is a yeah. really, really cool system um, to kind of keep, keep you playing for a long time, but not really require a ton of time during all that, which is something I think New Leaf did really well. Um, there wasn't a lot you could actually do in a given day. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just, there's not an awful lot you can accomplish in a single sitting um, before you just run out of stuff to do. Um, yeah. Like, you can sit down in, like, you know, 15 minutes and have it all knocked down. Um, or, just, you know. But uh, not now feel like you're missing out. Yeah. Yeah, but now with all the crafting, you'd be like, oh man, I want to do everything yeah, I can that, to try and Yeah, that's what I'm kind of worried thing. about. I mean, I imagine it's going to be the same thing is kind of what I'm thinking. Like, you're going to, you can only cut down so many trees, so yeah. I, I have to imagine it's going to get it's fairly similar. It sounds like they're trying to, it. to evolve it mm -hmm. to the point where it's like you can continue to play it and not get bored, like with the crafting and the fishing and the different elements. Because yeah. I remember the one way back when, like, you just had your little town and you paid back Nook and like that was it pretty much. Yeah. But it sounds like they're trying to evolve the game enough to where it's still relevant and playable and enjoyable. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. 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 And that was kind of what that resort town was in the last one where anything you did in your town, like there's just, there's only so much you can do in a day. Like even if you planted trees everywhere and then went and picked all the fruit, sold everything, dug up all the fossils, just did everything in town on during the yeah. day. It doesn't take that long. Yeah. Um, but yeah. in order to give you something you can always go do, you could play like mini games and stuff on the, uh, on the resort Island. And it sounds like they're trying to kind of find a way to give you stuff that you could do in the main town that you're living in. Yeah. On the, well, island. the hook with those so. games is that every day something different is happening. So mm -hmm. it gives you incentive to log on every day. Like, okay, I'll play an hour today. I'll turn it off tomorrow. I'll wake up and see what's new. Somebody new moved into my town. There's new fish, new weather, new weird shit happening. 
And that's what keeps it exciting for me. Because those games are way more charming than to me than like Stardew Valley and all mm-hmm. of this stuff now. It's just, it has to evolve into, yeah, it looks a lot more farmy. It looked like he was growing plants in his front yard, which is fine. That's fine, mm-hmm. but kind of has to. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm in curious to see. The, the multiplayer stuff in particular, like running around with Fish and Josh and like working together, that sounds appealing to me. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, what else for Nintendo? So Astral Chain, I don't have a lot to say about that, but it's a new game from Platinum mm-hmm. Games. It's like an action game. Um, watching the Treehouse, it looked more interesting than I thought because it actually yeah. is more open-worldy um, than I thought. Like you're like a cop kind of character, like a police officer, and you're sort of tracking down. Yeah. It's got sort of like a supernatural hook to it. Yeah, I was, I was actually, I was not that impressed from the previous stuff we'd seen about Astral Chain. Yeah, um, me neither. But this time, I don't, I don't, I think it was just how they handled the shaders in the game. Like, I think they just changed their rendering pipeline, and it made it look so much better. Like, all the characters looked way more interesting instead of just being flat and kind of generic. I mean, they're, they're still fairly just anime, but it, it felt like there was more to kind of, you know, suck you in. Um, based off of this new trailer, between A, like you were saying, kind of the open world, there's some detective type bits. Um, yeah, yeah. Like there's it. It felt like there was more to grab onto this time, and I was, I was, I was That's impressed. It looks, it looks good. Um, that and like the big thing that they were showing is it's still you know an action game like Bayonetta or Devil May Cry. Um, as far as the combat goes, but the cool mm-hmm. thing they were showing this time is how you actually used the whole gimmick, the whole astral chain thing where you're kind of controlling this yeah. supernatural like beast or whatever that you're chained to. Um, yeah. It's like your sh- law enforcement. Yeah. But like they're entity. showing how you could like, <laughs> you know, since you were attached by a chain, you could kind of use that to, you know, trap people and uh, yeah. like clothesline them into stuff. Mm-hmm. Even in the, even yeah. in the world, like there was these tiny little mini quests mm-hmm. that you could do that were interesting to me more so than the big ones. Cause whenever he went to a larger like mission, he would go into this other ghost realm and he would stay in there for like 20 minutes. And I just thought it looked really bland, but like there was a bunch of like little mini quests he was doing like, Oh, there's mm-hmm. a crazy old lady, but lady behind the dumpster. There's something wrong with her. You know, she's possessed or something. There's like a lot of small stuff like that. That looked interesting to me. Yeah. Um, it's still, you know, I still don't know hundred percent how I feel about it, but I'm a lot more intrigued. Than I was. Um, Leslie, was there anything else that stuck out to you at the? Oh, Josh dropped the big fuck at the Nintendo press conference. Uh didn't they? An- that's where they announced Link's Link's Awakening, right? They did. Yeah. Well, well, not no, announced. It was, it was but, announced yeah. before, but they showed. They showed a ton more, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. It looks pretty cute. Yeah. Oh, it looks gorgeous. <laughs> I'm like a squirrel. Hot take. That's a hot take. I'm like a squirrel. The, oh, that's cute. The last cute. trailer they showed was like, it was showing gameplay, but it was cut as a trailer previously. Mm-hmm. And this was like scene so like for you, scene comparison. Yeah. 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 And it was it was really cool because whenever you actually saw the game camera, it looked, again, this is another thing where it, it looked better than the last time we saw it when it was just, you know, cut, not trying to make it more exciting in the last trailer. Um, but, 
it lost all the charm by not seeing it, like, not getting the full picture. Because now you're, it's it's basically a one-to-one remake of the game, but just with, like, this, like, toy mm-hmm. diorama-type aesthetic. And the way it's shot, like, the in-game camera has, like, a really, really shallow depth of field. And you can, it's like everything in front and behind is blurred out. So it just, it looks tiny. Like it just, it looks like you're looking into this tiny little, yeah. um, you know, just toy Well, box at the end world. of the game, it's, it's, you know, it, the camera pans back and it's just Will Ferrell. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. It all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody seen the Lego movie? I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, it definitely looks cute and interesting, though. Yeah, I will admit that. Yeah, I'm. I gravitate. I mean, I gravitate towards Nintendo games. Period. But like colors, I don't know. It's just like, ooh, colors. Oh. Mm-hmm. Pretty color. Mm, pretty colors. Like a moth to the flame. Yeah. Colors. Oh, oh pretty colors. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Uh, that game is really confusing for me as an analyst because I both love and hate the way that it looks and it's fascinating to me and i think it can be both like i'm very impressed by how that game looks and what they've done with the art direction and sort of the fidelity and clarity like josh was talking about but i also just hate the look of the little stupid toys so i i think it can be both i think there's a a realm where it can and i think it's going to be a fun game to go back to and for nostalgic reasons and i'm looking forward to it but yeah, I mean, I, I think I can be being impressed by it. Hopefully, will be enough to pull me through, more so than being like, "Oh, I really like dig this the way they." Because you know, that's just how it is. It's just not a personal preference of mine. I just don't mm-hmm. like the funny looking, like uh, unless they were going for like you are actually toys and there's some sort of weird, darker, larger thing going on, and they're not obviously. But so yes, it's conflicting for me. But I'm looking for Link's it. Awakening, Toy Story Five. Is that what you're going for? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. or like the Link's Awakening, because, you, you know, you've played the original, right? No, Disney? I haven't. Oh, uh-uh. okay. Spoilers, I was going to get into some You can spoil it, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's an old game. <laughs> um, so basically, Josh can do a better job of spoiling it than I can. Just drop the bomb, Josh. Uh, it, it, if, you're um... listening, <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, fast forward one minute. Mm-hmm. Go, Josh. Uh, yeah, uh, this one was kind of one of the first stabs at a like non-canon Legend of Zelda. I mean it's like they put it in the timeline theoretically and whatnot, but it's like links in this shipwreck and uh the way they present it in the game, it looks like you just, you know, crashed on this island and are trying to find your way off. Um but it turns out that like while you were in this shipwreck, um you're actually stuck in a dream of a dream that's made real by like this god fish that um has fallen asleep on the island and has been tormented by these like evil nightmares that's kind of trapped him there and you're stuck on an island that only exists because he's asleep and to get off you have to wake him up um so you can escape so basically it was all a dream all a dream but it's your favorite yeah. That's where the that's where the plot. <laughs> yeah, that, you know that old chestnut. It was yeah. all a dream. 
Yeah, it's a it's a different take though, because you're not. It's not your own dream. It's like yeah, you're, it's you get stuck in someone else's dream, dream, which is kind of. Is it the windfish? Is mm-hmm. that who it is? The windfish. Okay. I think I've heard that. I think I've heard mm-hmm. something on that. Yeah, yeah, it was a really okay. strange game. Whenever it came out, like just yeah, no one, yeah. no one would have. So they were like high as fuck when they wrote it. Yeah, or... basically. Well, that's why there's like weird like Mario shit in that game, mm-hmm. like chomp chains and stuff like that. Yeah, like it doesn't doesn't make any sense until yeah, they get a little wacky. And it was on the Game Boy, so I think they had a little more freedom to get weird with it, because you know. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to say? Game that's Boy how... players are just weird. Uh, yes. Uh, Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, they, I think they looked at the Game Boy as sort of like a kid system at the time. I don't think it got treated quite as seriously. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, Pokemon was an original Game Boy game, so I'm appreciative of that. But I just, I feel like maybe Nintendo reserved like their most diehard Zelda efforts to like Super Nintendo and stuff like that. Just theoretically. Uh, they did. Did you, are you a Fire Emblem fan, Leslie? Do you get down on the Fire Emblem? Uh, I don't, I've never played Fire Emblem, but I have, like, I've, watch like the footage and like i know what it is you know okay but you've never dabbled in it yourself i've never had the desire to you know okay you're not really big into the term but what fun is your tactics you ever go down that no Mm -mm. okay so you're not into those kind of games gotcha why not you know it seems like something you'd be down on Uh, no i i'm like i guess that's why i'm rpg or um rpg oriented (laughs) Um, mm. because it's more about story for me and less about like tactical movements. Oh, I guess. So, you... okay. I so you want a story heavy like gameplay secondary? Yes, pretty story. Okay. We're good. Pretty story. Pretty okay. Story. That's mm-hmm. that's why we like Final Fantasy XII so much because you can just put it on cruise control, and it does a lot of it by itself. That's why you like Final Fantasy XII so much. <laughs> you don't like it? I like it. It's just it's one of the it's it's heavily political. Like we've had this conversation before. I I didn't follow yes. it the first time very well. I follow it a lot better now. But um, it's one of those games where when I played it the first time, I didn't know what the hell was going on, and so now that I'm playing it the second time, now I do. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Game of Crystals. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, game of shards. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, so we're so we're pretty big in a fire emblem here on our podcast. Other than fish, he's still a virgin. Um, uh, doesn't have me his fire too. emblem. <laughs> he hasn't had his <laughs> fire emblem popped yet. Um, yeah. but that's coming hopefully. So basically, the, they're turn-based strategy games like Final Tactics, but they're a little more anime. You know, obviously, like the storyline is nowhere near as serious as something like Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, it's very melodramatic, um, but they're a lot of fun. They have that Nintendo charm to them and polish to them, um, and they're they're just really good games if you're into those tactical games. And this one looks interesting because they're emphasizing a lot of like the living. It's almost like Persona. Like I can't stop thinking of Persona when I see it. Uh, that girl who was playing the Treehouse event. She's like walking around this like school and she's like showing you all these people you can talk to and have lunch with. And like there's like a little fishing hole and classes and all this cool stuff you do. And then finally, at the very end of it, she got engaged in a battle. And there are some interesting differences in the battle, you know, just making it feel more 
epic than before. Like when you're in battle, you can see a bunch of people in the background on horses um, going. And there was like giant monsters. Like I saw this giant wolf in the demo, and they're doing some interesting things there. But the sim elements are they're going hard on this time. And just from some different articles I was reading, like at Polygon, uh, people are talking about how like they really want you to feel for your characters this time. And I don't know 100 percent um, if it's gonna permadeath like some of the other uh, Fire Emblem games do. Where when your character's dead, they're like dead forever. But if it's interesting that they're trying to get you a lot more connected with your your students and the different characters in the game from an emotional perspective, so that when you go into battle, that hopefully you feel something, and especially if you lose them in battle, um, mm-hmm. then you'll hopefully feel like a greater sense of loss. So I'm curious to see if they can pull it off. Hmm. Sorry. Nobody cares about Fire Emblem? <laughs> All right. No, no, just, <laughs> Great <I'm>, talk, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, it's... That's always been an issue with the series, is uh, that it's had permanent character death in there. Uh, and not because you can lose someone, because I think that's fine. It's just... The way the mechanics worked in there before... If you ever lost someone who was, like, one of your higher-level characters, you'd just be screwed for the rest of the game. Um, like there really weren't good enough comeback mechanics if you did lose someone like that, um, which kind of, they need to find a way around, like they need to find a way to make, you know, character death be an option just thematically so they can tell an interesting story like that, but not completely screw over the player. So it's like. Well, I've I've got no chance. This game is just going to get harder and harder as I go because now I lost my high level character. It's going to be harder to keep my other characters alive. It's just it 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 can snowball into just a worse and worse situation um, based off of the way the mechanics have always worked. And I really hope to see something, That's war, something Josh. done. That's how it is. Yeah, something done <laughs> to kind of yeah. allow you to be able to play through the character yeah. death. A, you don't mind someone dying. Way. Like, you want to feel the emotional resonance. You don't want to feel like you're fucked in the game. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. So. We'll see. We'll see how they handle it. So. Yeah. I I got to be honest, and I... Morgan and I almost got into an argument, but Crisis averted. Uh, <laughs> the, the opening video, what they opened with at E3, just did absolutely nothing for me. The whole... Oh, we're six high school students, and we're gonna go off, and then we're gonna end up fighting each other. It just was the delivery of it was so fucking corny for me, absolutely corny. I I did not enjoy that. And then I I enjoyed some of the other parts of the trailer, but just that that whole sequence just made me think, oh, come the fuck on. And I I didn't really pay much attention after that. <laughs> But when Morgan sent kind of what the plot was and what's happening in it, it does sound a lot more interesting. Absolutely does. Mm-hmm. And recently, with having been doing all of the, uh, all of Shining Force, like been streaming that chapter by chapter, one of the things that I've never really enjoyed about Fire Emblem is the character development. Now, there's, you know, there is some, there's quite a bit of character development in there, and I think it's pretty decent, but what I don't like about it is it's, it's so I don't like the dialogue. 
Let's put it that way. I really don't like the dialogue. It's super corny to me. Yeah, it's, it's super anime esque, and yeah. it just for me it doesn't allow for good character development. Whereas, um, you know, Shining Force was corny, but it knew it was corny. You know, it wasn't trying to be anything other than what it was, and and because of that, it made it cute, and that's why I and I have enjoyed Shining Force over the years so much. Now, that being said, I still love Fire Emblem, and I'm still really excited for this game, and it really makes me want to buy a Switch, um, along with all the other games over the past year that I've said that make me want to buy a Switch, even though I still haven't bought a Switch yet. But anyways, I still want to buy a Switch, and I do want to play it. We gotta get um, that going. And I, w- I would think I would really enjoy this game. Uh, I really, I've enjoyed the last few Fire Emblem games a ton, so I definitely think I would enjoy this Fire Emblem. and. I am excited for it overall, as long as we can gloss over the six high school friends. They've known well, each other for years. It, it's just a it was just a bad trailer. I mean, and it's a hard They're game the to show. The so. Friends, Morgan. You, if if you if you get a chance in your board, you should definitely watch that treehouse thing they did because it's literally a girl just playing the game for like twenty minutes. And I, think I probably would enjoy that. I do need just, to get on that just to give you a better <laughs> idea of of what it's about. I think that's why they that's why Nintendo they do a good job of that like after the direct they yeah. sit down and play the games for a while like yeah, the Pokemon they, thing they've ahead, really Josh, done that well in the last few years with the whole mm-hmm. having instead of having a press conference where they try to show you everything um, yeah or offloading tons of it to the show floor like they they allow you to really feel like you're just experiencing these games more if you're just tuning in which has been really cool with the whole uh, direct for just major announcements and big, you know, kind of get hyped for the next year. And then just tons of gameplay. You see so much gameplay through their Treehouse streams through the rest Mm -hmm. of the week, which is really cool. I think that's probably one of my favorite developments in E3 for the, you know, the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I I love the circus of the trailer, but like... For me, a lot of the games that made my list are games I saw gameplay for. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put anything on my fucking list that doesn't have a gameplay. Because I don't know what the hell it is, you know? And Nintendo does a good job of, like, just giving you the fun uh, direct for 40 minutes, and then they show you someone, here's the game. for Like, yeah. Pokemon had no chance of being something I was excited for at E3, because they just had a direct last week, and it's coming out later this year. I don't need to see anything more on it. But they had somebody sit down and actually play the entire wild area in that game, which is the one thing that I was the most curious about. So now I have a really good idea yeah. of what that's like. Yeah, so like just, yeah, just show what it's actually like instead of, yeah, you know, yeah. Animal crossing too. Like I know exactly what the hook of that game is now from watching that treehouse, And I had no idea watching the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so it shit drives me crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, other than that, I can't think of anything. I think we hit all the major players at Nintendo. <sighs> Uh, if you guys whoa, 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 Luigi's <laughs> Mansion 3 introduced us to Gooigi. Gooigi was one of the best parts about E3. Yeah. Well, you being sarcastic. I'm not kidding. He's not I, new. I, legitimately, I was like, when yeah. they were like, and introducing the new character, Gooigi, I was like, Gooigi? The fuck? <laughs> and I got that really hyped. Kinky. I got yeah. really hyped for Gooigi. He looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. He, he was actually in the last uh, Luigi's Mansion, but uh, yeah, 
like bring them into a console version it, it looks like they're doing some really cool stuff with it from the all the gameplay they've shown so far yeah the, the, yeah. the co-op ability yeah. being able to do it yeah them. well yeah exactly especially do... on the switch i mean i know you could do just that having somebody game. you know yeah, yeah like it's just a fuck yeah whatever i guess he did yeah shay's right it did become like a big thing at e3 yeah um it's just Luigi's ectoplasm awesome, Lu- ectoplasm luigi is that what it is well, yeah, but like, think of all the iterations of Mario we have. Luigi needs, Luigi needs a new iteration. I hate you Luigi. Fire Mario, Ice Mario. You got <laughs> one with raccoon ears. You got. I'm sure there are cat, like a there's thousand a cat. more. Yeah, there's a cat. But like, we have Luigi and Gooigi. Well, Goo-fish. now we have Gooigi. Goofishy. Awesome. I want a gooey version of everyone, except fishes is just wet and white and sticky. Ah. Wow. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, do you actually are you actually excited? I mean, for you're Luigi's... the one drinking Dr. Pepper Ten. If mm. we're talking about who's sticky, sticky. Oh, cool. my stepped in fish again. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Did your sister? Did you mm. say? Oh, Fish, no. what were you doing in the bathroom? I just stepped <laughs> in you again. <laughs> I was gonna make a really bad joke about Fish's childhood, and I decided not to. Um, but it was funny. Let me tell you. Uh, is are you actually excited for Luigi's Mansion? Or I, no? it actually looked really cool. I've never played any of the other ones, and I've always been intrigued by them. Okay. It actually looks really good. They're fun. They're yeah, it looks so like a fun. Lot of fun. They're so fun. They're cute. Maybe that'll be like a surprise of the year. So, mm-hmm. I think it would be. Now Ganondorf's mansion—that's that's that's something I'm all in. What the for. hell? I bet it's some... You know what I mean? Like I, I want to know more about Ganon. I want to know more about him as a person. Uh, anything else from the Nintendo conference you guys want to mention? Because I'm moving on. The 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 Panzer Dragoon uh, remake looked. That was cool. weird. Yeah, that was random. It was weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool though. I mean, like I didn't really know about it. I've heard that name thrown around a lot. I just didn't really know what it was. And watching the mm-hmm. the trailer for it, I was like, "Whoa, this actually looks pretty intriguing." And then those games yeah. are cool. There, I played them a lot back in the day. They're just on rail shooters. You just you can't really move around. You just control the camera and shoot things. Fishes mm. loves those games. Fishes, re- it's like the gummy ship sort of in Kingdom Hearts, but better and not terrible. Um, <laughs> it's uh but yeah the i know it's like just an unreal shooter kind of a thing but they're a lot of fun um mm-hmm. this one looked is that the new one didn't look quite as on the rails if i'm mistaken forgive me but it didn't look as on the rails from what i saw from the trailer so maybe that like maybe it's like a spiritual reimagining or something whatever you want to call it a mm. draconian reimagining what about Dragon-like a spiritual? What about a spiritual success for of a reimagining of a remake? How about that. Sure. That's a lot of imagination. I have no idea. There we go. Uh, okay. Yeah, Something that looks interesting. I, no, and you I guys are forgetting the the awesome announcement of Banjo Kazooie. How they? Oh that. fuck yeah! No, mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah. That was a big one. Oh man, that, that was, was great too. Like they did the, it too with the duck hunt thing. Yeah. 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 The the Dragon Quest characters, to be honest, I mean, cool, but whatever. But the yeah. Banjo Kazooie announcement was awesome. That was very well yeah. done. 
I've never met a human being that gives a shit about Dragon Quest, but I know they're out there. They have to uh, be out come there. Come to Japan. You'll find all of them here. Mm-hmm. All of their all in... Uh, that's probably Most true. of my students, I'm like, what games do you like, Dragon Quest? Really? Yeah. Man. That's cute. It is. <laughs> Looks like Dragon Ball Z plays like Final Fantasy. Um, yeah. yeah, so that also, was... The... We got a shout out to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, oh. you're fine, you're fine. I was going to say shout out to the Dark Crystal... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alex, yeah, we'll you. see if it actually plays well, but yeah, I'm super excited about the new show, and then also there's a Dark Crystal Tactics game. That's... Yeah. I hope it's good. I hope it's good, because that just sounds awesome. I, I think it will. I think it's very smart of them to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I think one of the most underrated games I've ever played since we've been doing this podcast, weirdly enough, is probably that Stranger Things mobile game that came out before Season 2. Mm. That game was yeah. so much fun. It was super good for it being a free game. It was fairly well fleshed out. And I'm kind of thinking that's... Or at least I'm hoping that's what's going to happen with this dark crystal game mm, yeah considered they considering they threw that money into a free basically just advertisement going to that season i it seems like they're you know at least invested in making it you know a worthwhile experience so hopefully yeah. it's not yeah. just you know shovelware like so many other licensed tie-ins end up being but right yeah. yeah, I felt bad because I didn't even know what it was. I was like, I don't know what the Dark Crystal is. I don't know what any of this oh, is. Man. Did you never you watch it growing up? That. You need to go fix no. that. Uh, I don't even know what it is. <gasps> yeah, I thought it was Definitely like the never-ending like, story did, or something. Did you ever watch The Labyrinth? Oh, with David Bowie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. It's a little watched, similar to that. Is it? Yeah. Okay, it's okay. another one of the Jim Henson kind of campy. That, okay. Well, no, he he did like a lot of. It was for kids, but fairly dark stuff, mm-hmm. um, like between, you know, Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal and uh, the Storyteller, which is like a series. Oh, yeah. Of, which, yeah, which with John Hurt narrating all these different folk tales, but with like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the Muppets being the different characters and stuff. Uh, yeah. You didn't realize like, how creepy they could so get good. until you saw that, that yeah. string. Of, yeah. <laughs> that string of work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, really excited for that game. Um, a couple of the small hitters, like, I was never really big on the the Mana games, but the Trials of Mana looks pretty interesting. <gasps> oh, of course! We have our Mana specialist with us this today. Um, this is why I wanted you to pull up the list of the conference games, Fish. Thankfully, Shay's saving oh, your right. ass here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do have that list, but... Okay. Yeah, none of the games excited. So he didn't mention any of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I think that was it. Oh, what the fuck is that? I don't Dude, even know what that is. That's <laughs> good. Um, the mana thing is interesting because Leslie says that Seeker of Mana is her favorite game. It's one of them. Supposedly. Yes, it's one of them. Uh, that's a yeah. Okay, one of your favorite games. Um, mm-hmm. and this is a collection. Are you excited it's... that? Are you yeah? Are you excited? The collection is going on Switch now. Um, it's gonna be really interesting because uh, we were talking about this before we even started. It, the Final Fantasy adventure game, I had no idea was part of that installation. So, but, like, to mm. be able to revisit that would be awesome. But I never played three, and so to play three 
um, I think would be like a really fun experience because two is the only one that I ever played. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> so you haven't run out and you haven't bought the whole thing yet on Switch? It's for sale no, right now. No, I told you I'm swamped right now. Hmm. I'm swamped. Hmm. I got... Come on, I Leslie. I have too much to yes. do right Secret now. Secret of Mana no, fan, I'm are you? Too, I'm, get out I'm of also my swamp. Currently yes, get out of my swamp. So many games coming out yes. right now. Yes. That, yeah, yeah, they announced a lot, and they were like, releasing today, available today. Like, CrossCode mm-hmm. came out at on on what? Game Pass? Xbox Game Pass? Right then and there. Yeah. Is it? That's what they said, uh... yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was out. I don't know if it's out immediately, <laughs> but I know that they were releasing it with Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting interesting. We're almost to our Xbox conference, but yes, mm-hmm. almost a perfect segue. But I don't know if we're done with the secret. We're well, not so, done with. We're not done with Nintendo. <laughs> no, that's, uh, he's really entrenched Nintendo. Yeah, that's. Um, <laughs> so, if what's your elevator pitch for Secret of Mana for someone who's never played it before, and if you had to describe it to someone in twenty seconds and make it interesting, like me? Uh, it's a classic JRPG, honestly. That's mm-hmm. like that's it, point blank. Period. If you like JRPGs, just <laughs> it was, play it. It was like a really. It was the hype uh, <laughs> when the PS1 era ones were really yes, good, I think. Yes, yes. You're basically, you play as this boy that's exiled, and then it's basically like Sword in the Stone. But you don't, okay. you don't become awesome. a king. That, Is there not, a not sword alone, in you saying that makes me want to play mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, you don't become the king, but you have to save the world. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like every other video game. It's like every other JRPG out there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You really did a great job selling me on this one. I I know. You sold me on it. You loved it whenever the the re-render came out and you're like, "Mm, this looks bad. Yeah, that's one of the best soundtracks of all time as well. Yes, the soundtrack is fantastic. Okay. Just amazing. Yeah. I I wish they sold it in pieces because like if if it was like $15 for uh, Secret Amount of I would love to buy it, but like forty for yeah. the whole thing—that's. Mm. I think I bought it when it, I think I bought the re-render for like thirty. It was on sale, but not for very much. That's right. How did yeah. you feel about the re-render? Was it offensive? <laughs> it took some getting used to, but once you realize that they were approaching it from that very cutesy, artsy JRPG updated style, it was okay. It was mm-hmm. all right for me, but it, you really have yeah. to love the original game to get past that. I think. The Secret of Mana was SNES? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So was there a Mana game for PlayStation? Uh, I don't know. Was that 3, Josh? Uh, no. 3 was also SNES. It was just, it was late in the, late in the, uh, the life cycle. Legend so it didn't Mana? make it there, to, uh, there have been DNA. like 11 Mana titles, technically. It's, it's, oh it's essentially God. like we were saying, it's like Final Fantasy. It went off to become its own thing. Oh, but yeah. I found mm-hmm. it. I found it. It was called Legend of Mana. That was the one mm-hmm. I remember playing as yeah. a kid. Yeah. Uh, that was PlayStation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of them. It's, it's, it follows along the same lines, but, um, I like they that just. Game. I guess I like they Legend. over here. They didn't really. They didn't latch no. on. No, not yeah. like Final well, Fantasy. I don't think anybody knew it was a series. Yeah. So it, it was just it was a harder thing because they renamed the first and third games. So like nobody knew yeah. there was any sort of mm-hmm. thread to 
you know, like, well, oh, this this is something I played and liked. Yeah. So. Yeah. A lot of those games for review wise would get like eights and sevens, and then people who like Final Fantasy might look at that and go, "Well, I'm just looking yeah. for the best mm-hmm. of the best." You know what I mean? And but that doesn't mean they weren't really cool games. Like Shay loves that one fucking game that Josh said was cancer. Um, <laughs> what was it called? Uh, Shay, what's your favorite uh, game? A Tomb Raider. So- no, 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 hold on. <laughs> well played. Uh, that wasn't, was, it was... wasn't Saga Frontier. Saga. Ron. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was it. Here. Oh, I was right. I was right. Okay. Yeah, Saga Frontier. Um, did you ever play Saga Frontier, mm-hmm. Leslie? No. Okay. Sorry, I thought you had a kindred spirit there, Shay. No. Mm. no you never no. know. I would. All the I would go back to it. Have ever heard us talk about it? Uh, Chris G came to my defense. He's like, "Yeah, Saga mm. Frontier was a great game." I was like, "At least I got you, Chris G. At least I got you." <laughs> I don't know if that plays well. Zero people listening to this podcast know who Chris G is. Mm. I know they they knew him during <laughs> they ner- knew him during the uh, SPT days, but yeah, he was a, he was another guy that actually lived in my closet as oh, well. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> were they just like were just like dudes were just piled on top really. of each other they in your closet? <laughs> We got six dudes living in here right now. He would just open the closet I... door and be like, "You, I want you tonight. Come on, let's go." Yeah, I... dude, just tonight you sleep in the bed. Like a, like a cascading balls out of a movie of a closet. Yeah. Like it made just like a. Uh, I'm gonna play with this fleshy dude Jenga tower. Mm-hmm. You pissed me off. Get on the bottom of the pile. They could there. Mm-hmm. This is I... this is the oh, weirdest man. game of Twister I ever played. <laughs> that's is that's a if you want to hear a crazy true story about the first time I watched people have sex. Uh, you should DM me at General Mountain what Time on Instagram. What the shit? I was gonna say, please don't tell what it now. Fuck? It's a good, it's a crazy story. Um, In other okay. news, <laughs> one of the most underrated points of E3, it's gone completely under the radar on all social media. I don't understand. Is during the No Heroes Three trailer mm-hmm. when the main character <laughs> was playing Ape Out. How is nobody talking about? <laughs> mm-hmm. It was o- only serious, ever Travis, mentioned on our stream. I've heard people talk about yeah. it. Travis but Touchdown was playing one of the best games of 2019, and no uh, one's fucking talking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. For real, what the, the fuck best is game. going on? <laughs> I just don't think people care about Ape Out. That's probably what's going on. Oh, but no the way. direct whoever made No More Heroes apparently does care about Ape Out. Yeah. So. And you Kindred know what? Spirit. I like if if the if the if the creator or the people who created the trailer of No More Heroes Three here's this podcast. I want it to be known your work did not go in vain. We <laughs> noticed. Uh, well, um, yeah. Witcher no More Heroes Three looks cool. Witcher Three coming to the Switch. How about that? Yeah. Don't trust. I would be so excited about that Shay, but I'm telling you, as someone who's burned on fucking Mortal Kombat Eleven. You can't trust how ugly those games look mm. on the Switch. Really? You can't do it. So like a last-gen game just, just well, somehow won't cut it on the Switch? I'm just saying... Well, it was a gorgeous last-gen game, though. I mean, well, last-gen... No, it was this-gen. It was this-gen. Like, to be okay. fair, the game is four years so. old now, so... The game is four years old at this point, and... I mean, it is still a gorgeous game, but I think it also does look a little bit dated at this point. I think it was gorgeous, you know, oh, for 2015. Yeah. So, I mean, it being on the Switch, I don't think it's going to be hampered that much as compared to something like if they were to put the new Final Fantasy VII remake 
on the Switch right now. It's obviously yes. not going to be as gorgeous as the other system. I don't think mm-hmm. Witcher no, 3 agree. is going to suffer yeah. as much. I would love but for I could it be to wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. I would love for it to look great. Believe me, I would. <laughs> I, I would uh, that would be a great game to play on the go because it's just Yeah, you, know, you might actually be able I'm to saying. finish all the side quests. Exactly. There's a lot. Your switch battery might die before that. Josh, happens. I don't like your attitude here. No, I just. Toward... I like the idea of someone hearing this and attempting to finish all the side quests. Uh, just like the one ones. of our friends. This... Oh, yeah. Shay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that game had Fucker. some great. The real side quests in that game were amazing. But, yeah. Yes. Mm. That game is seriously. I I've, I feel no like that game is perfectly rated exactly how it should be in the general uh-huh. public eye. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the few. Last one I wanted to name before we move on. Uh, okay. Should we mention Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3? Does anyone here like no. those games? No, let's, let's not mention mm. it. Let's... Okay. Cadence of Hyrule. <laughs> oh my god, it's like DR of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Is that bad, Leslie, or good? No, that shit was so cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> DDR's... I actually bought it. I started playing it last night. Mm-hmm. But we're not allowed to talk about new games yet. Not till next week. Uh-huh. No. So we, have to, we have to wait to actually... Get to, put yeah. a cork in it. We have too much to talk about tonight. <laughs> we just have to get to Microsoft and Bethesda. Yeah. Well, and thank God top... Sony didn't show up. Mm. You know... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, can you imagine a Sony show? That would have been amazing. Uh, Sony's too good I for us. I think it was smart of them. Like, looking at the way that Nintendo handled their showcase, I loved the format that they had. Where, mm-hmm. I know Josh was not quite as keen on it, but the way they were just slamming through trailers, and they do a little bit of talking in between, they saved all the hype for their direct, and then they saved all the other stuff, the thing that people, some people will want to see, like the game footage and actual gameplay, for their Nintendo Treehouse. I loved that. I think that was really smart and really well done. Yeah, Josh liked it too. I think Josh said he was up. Uh, really were you having it. a stroke earlier when we had this conversation? Well, no. <laughs> you did, you did, I thought you said that you didn't like how. No, no, I like that. Like, I feel like you. Nintendo... Is... Oh, you did like that? Yeah. Okay, then yes, I did have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was a stroke. Um, he's okay, though. All right, it's good, fine. good. I apologize. <laughs> I have since gone to the hospital. Um, good. Only right. the left face side of my yeah. face is sagging a little bit now, but otherwise eh. I'm doing well. Yeah. Ban- Banjo- yeah, I, I agree. Like Banjo and Smash, for example, like is something that I love Smash Brothers so much now, but... I don't have any sort of reference for Banjo Kazooie, but I'm happy mm. for people that are happy. I mean, yeah, like, people have been like asking sh- for Banjo and Smash for years and years now. So they have, yeah, yeah. Have they? Okay, yeah. I did think it was a Donkey Kong character at first because they showed all the Donkey Kong characters sitting around in that that cabin. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what? Another Donkey Kong character? Yeah, but, I thought it might be Dixie until the little puzzle piece came bouncing by. Ugh, yeah. Dixie. Who else would you even really bring? It'd be too difficult. Uh, funky just slaps people with a surfboard. I, I think they're probably tapped out. Um, yeah, I think Dixie would be the next one they'd have to bring, and just for them to have a playstyle difference between the other yeah. two. But float yeah. around, slap mm-hmm. people with their hair. Yeah. Uh, blow bubble gum in your face. Ugh. 
Gross. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was it was really good. Nintendo, I think, did an incredible job. It was a super fun yeah. conference overall. So. Yeah. And they ended with uh, the almost like last year how Bethesda ended with the Skyrim drop. Nintendo did the same thing, but showed you know some Zelda footage. You know, so yeah. that was a smart way to end it. Um, I got that up on our Instagram page too as well. Because, you know, I called it. All right, so let's get on to Microsoft. Um, we, one more time. I want Fish to get angry again. Um, okay, so there was, there was a huge announcement. This blew my fucking mind. At the Microsoft conference, for the first time uh, to the whole world, we found out... Um, Fuck yeah, midgets. <laughs> we found out that... <laughs> We when that happened, when I was at home getting ready in the morning, I laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> oh my goodness. Fuck yeah, midgets. Yeah, his Fish was dropping the, the midget yeah, you, knowledge. You knew I us. couldn't edit it out if we were live, huh, Fish? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just I came out of nowhere. So, <laughs> we learned a lot about um midgets which is great you can see the full cut on our patreon page patreon.com slash sword chomp no that was from the borderlands 3 trailer um which mm-hmm. so there was context for that uh <laughs> i do love the idea oh, that sure. we were just yeah. warming up for the show and fish <laughs> wanted to tell us um <clears throat> let's let's get right to let's let's build a little bit to the heaters was there anything before the big two announcements at the end that you guys wanted to talk about oh here's a good one let's start with elden ring so this was a disappointment for me and i'll tell you why this game is probably the most I'm looking forward to of anything premise-wise, because mm-hmm. um, it's George R. R. Martin and From Software. Um, of course, I love Bloodborne to death and the Dark Souls games I really enjoy, and George R. R. Martin is my favorite author and my hero. I would lick his turtle brooch. Um, but here's the thing. They didn't show us anything during that Elden Ring trailer. Yeah. Uh, there was It was just like a 20-second piece of nothing, you know, and... I, I didn't just really felt... feel like I learned anything. Nothing. No. But it Except... still looks interesting. It's like it's like I remember when I, I I like how I referenced this game so much and you're the one who enjoyed it so much more than all of us, but uh Kingdoms of Amalur. I remember I got really hyped when they were announcing uh Todd McFarlane, who is uh the artist for Spawn, uh that Ari Salvatore, one of my favorite artists, were working on this game, and I they they weren't showing much of the game at the time, but I was so hyped for that game. Yeah, it's, I think yeah. it's kind of the same thing here. They got some big names, so the hype is there. Yeah, I, the tricky thing is it's just a period piece, but you know, I think me and Fisher both just like I want to know what that is. Like right when they started you showing, do. we're like, "What the fuck is that?" Um, I'll, yeah. Obviously, that's their way of saying, oh, Elder Scrolls is popular, Lord of the Rings is popular. Elder Ring. There you go. Boom. That's your name. I, I took it more... <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I took it more of, like, it's uh, faster-paced Dark Souls, but we'll see. Yeah, I hope so. It was funny. There's this one part in the trailer where the guy's like, oh, Elden Ring. Oh, it's Elden Ring, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. This is a funny trailer. It's, it doesn't it show was, you It anything. was amusing. It was amusing. <clears throat> but... That premise, though... I think I'm going to be the only one excited here, but when they announced the Age of Empires 2 coming back, I was super hyped for that. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are like, does anyone okay. still care about Age of Empires? And I was like sitting there in front of my mirror, like getting like, hyped. Yeah. Like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Because I remember playing those games back in uh, high school. 
Like we'd yeah. go to study hall and we'd sit there and play those. And we'd go to the computer lab and play those games for a little bit. And that's where my love of RTSs originally came from was uh, Age of Empires. Age of Empires? Like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Well, and one cool thing, they opened the press conference with that game you're looking for to Shay the Outer Worlds. And mm. you know what blew my mind about that? That game is coming to Game Pass. So for $10, yeah, that's I awesome. could play the Outer Worlds. That's, that's crazy. Awesome. I, you know, I gotta, I gotta give respect to Xbox with the whole ultimate game pass announcement and everything. The way they're handling that right now is pretty awesome. Uh, it looks like that they're really trying to push that platform. And I think that kind of goes in lines with the Google Stadia or Stadia Stadia. Oh, um, you know, Google Stadia is not really going to be, I, I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't say it's not going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a viable thing. I don't feel like it's going to be, but we'll see. I hope the, that we can be pleasantly surprised. But with Xbox Game Pass, it really seems like they're trying to push to that next step of where gaming's going to go. And I think that's a really smart design of putting it on Game Pass. Um, especially with their uh, like how they're upgrading their subscriptions and everything. I think it's a really smart idea. Yeah, just I'm think really about sad. within that two-month period, you can play Gears 5 and Outer Worlds for like 20 bucks. And yeah. the, the idea is that they hook you into their system, but Game Pass is awesome. So it's not like something, just like, sort of like a Netflix thing, you know, you don't mind having it. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah Josh, it's, it's the closest thing to Netflix until, until Google Stadia comes out. But yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, it's... Actually, Stadia looks like a complete shit show um, from what they've yeah, shown right. us so far. Not not because of the streaming portion, which is I've already complained about that, but because of the whole <sighs> paying to stream games and then buying them a la carte as well. Um, like pay for the privilege to stream a game from them that they can then just remove if they feel like it, because you don't own it, you're just streaming it from them. Um, and it looks like everyone saw that they were doing that and has decided to hop on board with all the, like, Square announced they were starting a streaming, like, not streaming, but like like their own subscription model as well. Like, it's just, I am really worried that that nonsense is going to take off and not in a constructive way. Like it's, 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 um, it's, it's kind of becoming the same thing as like everyone was cutting cords because, Oh, you can get a bunch of stuff on online for much, much less money. But because people realized, Oh, no one's paying for cable anymore. We can't make any money that way. Everyone's starting their own, Online subscriptions. You want to watch HBO? It, none of their crap's on anything else anymore. You've got to have an HBO subscription. You want to watch Disney? Their crap's coming out later this year. Um, it's getting to the point where you're paying the same amount as if you just had fucking cable. Because everything is being put onto their own individual streaming services again. Mm-hmm. And it looks like gaming is starting cable. to trend that way. Which is not something I'm looking forward to. Um... I mean, yeah, I yeah. Just, we still we should still have the option just to buy the games, but yeah, yeah. I think I think like as we talked about last podcast, it's a step in the right direction, 
it's not being executed properly. And I think yeah. that with Game Pass, what they're trying to do right now, I feel like that is being executed a lot better and taking steps such as putting Outer Worlds Gears 5 mm-hmm. onto the Game Pass, I think that is absolutely the right direction. And for me yeah. personally, I'm really excited. Um, I think yeah. that Outer Worlds is probably the game I'm looking forward to the most this year. Uh, one of the top three, at least. Um, okay. So I prevent a little bit of hyperbole there, but <laughs> it's definitely in the t- top three I'm hyped for. And the fact that I could play it for cheaper than buying the whole game is awesome. Yeah. I think that's... I mean, it's it's kind of a risky thing with some developers now doing that, but I think I think it's a really cool cool idea that they're going for. So yeah. I'm really hyped. Yeah, I do like the Microsoft implementation better than anybody else has been doing it by far. Um like they they seem mm. to be the most consumer-friendly version of this entire idea so far. Uh and I I hope that people realize that you know, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to look more like Game Pass than Stadia going forward, or yeah, people yeah. will put up with it. So, well, I, 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 did you guys? You guys haven't launched into the Project Scarlet stuff yet, nope. right? Okay. So the thing that interested me the most, which Shay almost called, I thought Shay was going to get it right because when they were watching the conference and they just start showing these developers talking about what they're making and stuff. And I'm like, oh, maybe Shay was right. And they're just going to basically say, hey, we're making something, but we're not going to tell you anything about it. And I was like, that would be so weird. And then they were just like, boom, Project Scarlet. And guess what? It's going to be out holiday 2020. Oh, and guess what? Halo Infinite is going to be a launch title. So they started just boom, boom, boom. And then they showed the Halo Infinite like teaser, which was pretty much nothing. Um, but it was there. So I'm curious how you guys feel about this, because this is a big deal. And, and this is going to be a good time to interject some of the polls we run on the AdSorchomp Instagram into the show. Because I want to know what people thought about it once they saw it. Because it sounds like people are still a little bit entrenched in their console views. And... I want to know how you guys felt like when you guys see, you know, these new systems coming out and you see Microsoft coming out. Um, Leslie, let's start with you. I mean, like, do you and in your house, you own a you have an Xbox one, right? Yeah. And a PS4 and a PS4. When you look into do you pretty much just buy you try to keep up with all the new systems or like, is it usually a game that pulls you in? Like, what is it about? Upgrading it, or not upgrading, you know what I mean? For me, it's usually a game. For my husband, it's usually the material possession. It's <laughs> it's it's so I like, like to have the shiny thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like the way he was raised. He didn't have, you know, everything he ever wanted. So he mm. you know, it's the mindset of I'm an adult now, I'm gonna buy whatever I want. Um for a long time we didn't have PS4, all we had was the Xbox One because we just ended up switching from PlayStation to Xbox. But uh the reason why we got the PS4 I think was for Final Fantasy 15 um but I don't remember we ended up getting it like out of the blue for no fucking reason okay 
<laughs> just, mm-hmm. just one of those things. We're very random. It's like one of those things like, oh, you did a good job today. Let's go reward yourself. Go get, go get whatever you want. Um, so this will probably be the Project Scarlet when it comes out. Like, oh, let's, see, let's just go. Oh, good throw job. Good, good job washing the dishes. Go get that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You and your husband get down on any Halo or not so much? Um, He was like OG Halo back in the day. He cannot wait for Halo Infinite. Um, There's something else. The Modern Warfare that's coming out. Oh, the new one. Yeah. 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 He can't wait for that shit. Um, but yeah, he's a big FPS fan. Cool. Well, mm-hmm. see, I, and I'm curious, like, uh, Josh and Fish, you know, you guys were watching it with me. Um, you've had some time to sort of digest it now. So they're going to bring Game Pass over, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say it has comparable specs and Game Pass. I mean, it's kind of tough for me. I want you guys to have this because I buy them all anyway for the podcast. I try to own everything. Whether yeah. I should or not, so. Um, but how did you guys feel about it? Talk to me about it. Uh, their announced trailer was garbage. Like, they just spouted meaningless words for five, ten minutes, however long that was. <laughs> Felt like forever. And acted as if they were saying something. Um, That's what I do. What do you mean, Josh? 120 <laughs> frames per second doesn't... Like, that was the only definite thing they said, was that. That was the only (laughs) number they gave us. It was 120 frames per second, which is, you know, a five-year-old computer at this point. Like, it's not exactly (laughs) state-of-the-art. Right. A, A, it's not state-of-the-art. B, nobody's got a TV that can support that, because that's a common thing for monitors to Mm -hmm. have refresh rates. TVs don't have that because nobody has anything that spits out that signal for a TV to have. So it's a completely useless thing to have unless 120, you know, hertz TVs start coming out in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Which, why would they? This was literally going to be yeah. the only thing that you could plug into that TV that can take advantage of that. Like, unless, unless yeah. this system is going to connect to a monitor, it does nothing. Um, well, it's, it felt to me like they were just trying to get out and say, hey, we're making something too, and it's going to be out next year. Yeah. And it sounds like it'll be... Re- I think we can all agree that it'll probably be relatively equal to the PS5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, seem, it seems close to it. Like, the only thing that I was not a fan of at all was them talking about the cloud this, the cloud that, mm. and then they not giving us anything really other than that. I'm like, what? Why? Why do you guys keep talking about the cloud? Like, I I don't yeah. want well to be streaming my games. Like, I want a console. Well, that's not why they're and, so. I, yeah, they they did not explain that well at all during the announced w- trailer. And and looking up information yeah. that they actually released after the fact, I'm excited about it, but that announced trailer was terrible like they just they gave you nothing to latch onto that was even remotely interesting it was yeah from what phil spencer was saying in some interviews i was listening to is that the cloud is mostly for the design of like when you're on the go 
and you want to still have access to your games. That's that's what it sounded like from talking to him. He's like, a lot of people that travel or you want to be able to play your games on the go, that's the purpose. It's not supposed to be some sort of replacement for anything um, because he's big on the home console thing. So that's, that's just what I took from from what he was saying. Um, I think that but, if you're traveling, though, like for me, like if you're traveling, you're traveling for a purpose. You don't have time to do that shit. Yeah, uh, well, that know. why like that doesn't sound like the greatest implementation of that. I mean, just Mm-mm. I don't know, maybe put a hard drive in it so you can just. I mean, come on, like well, but that's what the yes, Switch but... did. If you want to have more space, just spend thirty bucks on a memory card. Congratulations, mm-hmm. you now have your entire library with you. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Yeah, why is the cloud the solution to this problem? It, it's not. Like, we have cheaper and better solutions for this at this point Mm -hmm. like yeah i don't know i didn't get too hung up on it just because i didn't think it was that important to their conference but i get what you're saying yeah i just yeah like i I liked what they were saying about it after the fact but that trailer was like really focusing on the bits that yeah didn't sound yeah all that it was good. just people yeah just people talking i'm surprised it had a name though like i was the whole time i was and they didn't lead with the show with it either which mm-hmm. it was part of their calculated plan but i was like oh it's actually is a name project uh, scarlet and holy shit holiday of next year okay like yeah. pl- the playstation 5 doesn't even have a time release window yet yeah um so like, i'm sure it's gonna be the same time but yeah like they don't they haven't said it said it so but th- but that's the thing it has to be the same time now or yeah. xbox gets the jump on your ass do you mm-hmm. think they they like were like oh shit hurry up and get your shit together or do you think they were planning this the whole time i have to think they at least had it in mind that like because i mean just just from a planning standpoint they knew that sony was coming out with something and they knew it had to be a holiday release because Mm -hmm. like that's that's basically what they do like nintendo releases at weird times but nobody else does so they had to have known sony was going to aim for some sort of holiday release so yeah Yeah. I'm, i'm sure i'm sure it was at least at least in their minds whether they had you know anything concrete about it or not so well and or they're guessing, and the thing the thing I think is smart about it is whether people are into it or not is that they're basically putting the pressure on Sony because if Sony's not ready yeah. to launch, then Sony has to launch the next year, mm-hmm. right? Maybe the twenty twenty one April March something like that, and they're behind. Suddenly Sony has launched yeah. behind Xbox, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing Xbox had trouble with was trying to. And they said, look, when this thing launches, it's going to have Halo Infinite. Now the yeah. thing that I'm confused well, exactly about, that that right there giving a launch title is a big yes. deal. There was zero reason to buy a PS4 or an Xbox One at launch. Just nothing. There was nothing. nothing. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't not not that there wasn't a reason to upgrade, but there was nothing making one of them stand apart. Like Well, I think just... Oblivion might have been on the X. Ex- well, I'm not No, you're right. That was 360. Yeah, I don't Yeah, there wasn't. Really. Yeah, like you could you could get away with either system. So, like why why would you pick one or the other? Yeah, they just they didn't have a big draw in order to make you need the system. And now with Scarlet coming out right at the holidays with a new Halo game, if Sony isn't in there with some reason to make you need a PS5, 
well, why, why would you, why would you not get the Xbox? I, I've already got well, Halo. You know, yeah. it's not coming to PS5. If if anything well, comes out that's cross-platform, whoa, my PS or my 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 Xbox will just handle it. I'll be able to play that on my on my Xbox. Well, here's the tricky thing because let's say Halo Infinite looks amazing, right? Mm-hmm. It's is it not Xbox One? Because... It's not a next-gen exclusive. It's not specifically for Scarlet. It's yeah, gonna, yeah. So, so it's not like, oh shit, I gotta have this console so I can have this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, and that seems like a detriment to what they're doing, a little bit. Well, I mean, sort of. it makes sort of. If, I mean, at least the people that are excited about buying the new console will say, yeah. "I could play fucking Halo on this," and thing. it'll you know look that? better on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's not like, oh shit, if I want to play Halo, I have I have to, to buy have it. it. Yeah. Hmm. That's tricky. Yep. That's that's real tricky. Well, in Halo, the weird thing about Halo is it's we all have hope that it'll be what it is, what it once was, but you know most people haven't really cared about Halo like they used mm-hmm. to in a long time. Um. So speaking of which, polls I got, I got some hot. I thought was it waiting for Shay to get back from the bathroom, but we must have a mm. got a rough go in there with this cloaca. Um, <laughs> cloaca. Sorry. Oh, there he is. He's back. There he is. Got it all flushed out now. <laughs> He's returned. Uh, mm-hmm. You're just in time for the polls, Shay. Uh, and then you can give us your hot take on Project Scarlet. I said, first poll. Every Monday night, I will run these on the Ad Sword Chomp Instagram. You should go vote. Talk about the results in the show. Is Halo as a launch title enticing for you to grab a Scarlet? 54% of the audience, 54, said, You betcha, Chief. So, it's not bad. A little over half. And that's without knowing anything about it. Yeah. It, yeah, and really without knowing anything about it. As it, it, is, as since, it was. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, a trailer with, you know, some guy Nothing. we'd never seen ago, <laughs> seen before mm-hmm. for most of I it. I thought it was, yeah. I actually did not think who, it was a great trailer. Yeah, who accidentally, you know. Ran into the... <laughs> mows down Master Chief with his, with his vehicle. Uh, I hope mm. they, yeah, I wasn't feeling that at all. Um, this, I try to convince people, not convince them, because look, I don't have a stake in the console war. I, I generally try to buy both if I can, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's part of my job and I just like to do both of them. Um, I said the specs seem about the same, but a release window and Game Pass and Halo Infinite has to tip the scales in Microsoft's favor, right? And 52% of the audience said, actually, yes, you're right. That's still split. That's basically a 50-50 split. Um. Yeah, I but think it's it, still it, far enough out that there's room for Sony to have a game come out to make you need that system. Mm-hmm. But yes. there's nothing really announced yet. I mean, the closest thing we have to an announce there, and I have to imagine this is going to be exactly the same situation. Last of Us 2. The Last of Us 2. Yeah, I have yeah. to imagine that's going to be a PS4, PS5 game, just like same Halo thing. Infinite, and it's going to be the exact same sort of thing. Like, Holiday... Like, they, they have... I'm sure, like... The execs are just—they've got to be planning this out. Like they—they they know they have a chance. You have to have a reason yeah. that you specifically need their system, and I think both of them are going to try to do that. Which I'd rather have that than this last console generation, where there was zero reason to get either system for forever. Yeah. So yeah, but at the same time, if I'm like shit, I can just play Halo on my Xbox. One X, which looks fucking incredible, 
Mm-hmm. And, like, do I really need to run out and buy this whole new system to play Halo Infinite when I can just buy it on this? Eh. That's that's my sticking point, because my Xbox One X still looks amazing. How much better is this game going to fucking look? You know, only time will tell. Cooler project name, Project Scorpio or Project Scarlet? This was an upset, because Project Scorpio is way cooler. But it came back 60% Project Scarlet, so... Hmm... They did not use any scarlet really? coloring. You you think that you think that Scorpio is a cooler name? I do. Being yeah. named Am after my alone in that eighties cartoon, you know, sounds League cool. of Scorpio. Evil Scorpio. name. There. Scarlet sounds like almost like a. That's uh, I'd have really. Yeah, Scorpio <laughs> is gonna sounds like really, they'll, they'll get you, GI Joe. Fago yeah. and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. I had a very memorable night with a stripper named Scarlet. So, I mean, just it just doesn't really strike me like that. Um, and they didn't use any Scarlet in the actual coloring of the ad, which is disappointing, I think. Well, it's because they didn't spell it like that anyway. So I know, I know, but it's weird. Scarlet. <laughs> uh, anyways, the audience disagrees. Watch Dogs Legion has an incredible premise, but can they pull it off? 40% of the audience said they can't pull it off, but 60% of the audience said, I believe. Now, we didn't go into the mm. Ubisoft press conference because it was a train wreck. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Watch Dogs Legions is the big, big new game where you basically can control any NPC in the world. That's the hook. Um, yeah. It's the only Watch Dogs game that's looked remotely interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. It it does. It looked really cool as far as like what they showed us there. If they can mm-hmm. actually, be, like, it's really interesting to see how the scope actually works. Because if those were just any random characters and they had dialogue that seemed that specific to their interactions there, I mean, like, it seemed like everybody there had some sort of relationship going on, um, with each other, which was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's welcome. Sorry, yeah, that was that was a poll. I was it was a poll with music. I apologize. Uh-huh. Um, it was a doom poll. <laughs> I'll get to that a little bit when we get yeah. to Bethesda. But yeah, just, it looked really cool. If they can, yeah, 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 actually give us, you know, I don't know that's, how they even could because like just the voice acting was really good on what they showed, and having that for an entire city's worth of people seems completely unrealistic. Like, I'd, I'd have no idea how they would pull that off without, you know, like... Yeah, just repeating the same shit, cycling. Or, or, or it just being, like, you know, exactly... Generic. Yeah, just the same same mm-hmm. lines for half of the people there. They just, yeah, just as far as scale goes, that would get out of control so fast. But that's how you start, right? You have to start with a premise that's just groundbreaking and mm-hmm. literally no one's ever done that before like hey you can uh leslie had an attack there um you can <laughs> leslie got attacked by her <laughs> her headset uh. um that's okay um so yeah that looks interesting mm-hmm. interesting um let's see right before we get to bethesda i wanted to just make sure we didn't miss anything vital from microsoft that was important we covered the big console um, I, I guess the last thing I'll say about that is that they surprised me in the fact that I didn't know what they could do to even put any sort of pressure on Sony. 
and I think a lot of people have sort of entrenched themselves in Sony because the biggest thing I hear from people is Sony's still going to give me the games I want. Sony's still going to have God of War. They're still going to have The Last of Us. There's, and and that's a fair point. I mean, until Microsoft has more exclusives, then no matter how many good things they're going to offer you, it's still going to be a tougher sell. So that's really what it's going to come down to. And I get that. I, I think that's understandable. Um, mm-hmm. Sony brings it with the exclusives. They really do. Fish, this email was sent just for you. Mm. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, so buckle up, Fish. Are you ready? Uh-huh. <laughs> buckle in there, Fishy Goo. All right, so <clears throat> this is someone who's in your plight. Someone who does not own a PS4 and does own an Xbox One X. Yeah. Hey there. I have a question for you. Now that Square has shown Final Fantasy VII, which looks incredible, and Death Stranding coming out later this year, which looks incredible, would you be more inclined to get a PS4 Pro if you didn't have one? Or let's say you're a consumer that's on the fence about waiting to just get a PS5. This is from Cruise Jimbo. And the predicament they're describing is very real because, oh shit, I want to wait for the PS5, but. Two of the biggest right. games are coming out on the yeah. PS4. What do I do? It's a shame because yeah, I'm really curious about Death Stranding and like yeah, those those games I'm I'm excited for, but I just don't have that console in, in my possession, and that's the only way I can get my hands on actually playing them, other than you know going over to a friend's house. But that's not the same because you can't. Yeah, you don't underwear. have any friends. Let's yeah. be honest. That's true. What friend's house are you gonna too. go over to? <laughs> exactly. So, like, I, I, I'm stuck putting a bill for you know a console that's gonna essentially be obsolete in the next year or yeah. two, and, and I feel like right now, like, I'm happy with my Xbox One. Like, I just, yeah, that console exclusivity thing is, it's, it, it hurts. You know, certain people who aren't necessarily wanting to go out and you know, spend 500 bucks for a console that's going to be essentially obsolete now. So it's, it's fucked it's up. Me, but what the hell are you going to do no. when Death Stranding comes out? I was thinking about that the other day. Right. Go knock yeah, on your ex-wife's door and give me a fucking year. console back, please. I'll help you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll do <laughs> it. I will do it. There you go. You got an army. Oh, awesome. Can you imagine someone's... <laughs> it's all you need. Oh, man. The ramifications who would have thought it's tough yeah. it's tough you know it's like fuck it is yeah do i do you have to just it's... wait endlessly to play death stranding and i i don't think i can do that no <laughs> yeah. i can't do that can you rent systems anywhere now do they still have those anywhere where you can I'm like sure there rent are it? still rent to own places but yeah since they're mm-hmm. mostly scams mm-hmm. It's yeah. You just make <laughs> well, sure you're on top of those payments. Otherwise, yeah. Pay a hundred dollars a month for Otherwise, congratulations. You just bought a fifteen hundred dollar PS4. Uh-huh. So I mm-hmm. I used one when Metal Gear Solid Four came out, and I'm I'm not shitting you. I spent thirty dollars for I think it was a month that they gave it to you if you wanted to do it that way. Yeah. And it was worth it because for thirty five dollars, the five dollars yeah. to rent the game, I played the shit out of Metal Gear Solid Four for like two weeks. And it was worth it for me. So maybe there's an option like yeah. that out there. Tell me. Where is that option? <laughs> Rene- that was a Renaissance Center. That was just a Renaissance Center. Mm-hmm. This is, okay. This must be a Renaissance. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
they do that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I might, I might look, look into, into that, it. actually. Look yeah, into I'd look it. into it. Just make sure you check out that fine print very well. Yeah. So yes, yeah. You don't yeah. get screwed, because, mm-hmm. yeah. That, well, that if you can't make the payments, rough, I think you can just so. give it back to them. Or you, you can pay it off it. early. We used to do that mm-hmm. back in the day when we were, like, younger and the kids were younger. We didn't have the money yeah. up front. Yeah. Well, and the fine print on that is going to be different because a PlayStation 4 is still only, like, 250 bucks you know it's mm-hmm. it's not super expensive although it makes you wonder if they're gonna have good trade-in deals like when my xbox one when i bought it i was able to get a lot of money toward it because i traded in my uh older console so mm-hmm. i wonder it, it would be cool if there's some good trade-in you know deals yeah for the new system so yeah although although kind of going back to the email there yeah. a lot of this depends on your budget like if 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 you really <sighs> want to play death stranding PS4 Pro is still a good console to get if you don't have one. There's still you've got that, you've got Bloodborne, which we've all loved a bunch. The the uh, PSVR bundle is extremely cheap. That is the best way to get into VR if you're at all curious about that. And they've already said that that headset's going to be supported on the PS5 uh, uh-huh. going forward. So not a completely wasted investment if you're if you're interested in that. So yeah. Yeah, a lot of that's just depending on your budget, though. So, yeah, you always trade, always sell it, always trade it, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Fish got his Xbox One. Just found some guy on what was it Craigslist? Just mm. hawking it. Um, no, it was Five Miles app, but oh, okay, yeah, same, not Craigslist, same kind of thing. Same kind of thing. Yeah, everybody just puts up whatever on there. <laughs> Within five miles. Uh, all right, so just a quick run through the ex- the Microsoft cons- uh, conference was pretty cool. There's a bunch of little things like the the, the Ori remake is coming, or I'm sorry, the Ori and the Willa Willa Wisps or whatever it is. Um, Ori in the Blind Forest that's coming mm-hmm. along nicely. That's gonna be cool. We saw more of the Wolfenstein follow up, which actually looks really interesting aesthetically. It's co op, so you know to make the gameplay more interesting. Me and Fish could jump in and play together, revive each other. One of the things I've heard from people that have played the game is that it's less frustrating because you can revive your friends, and Wolfenstein yeah. was pretty frustrating. Um, yeah, it was It was good. Like it, Most of the combat was well-balanced, but it kind of had a lot of that old-school modern warfare yeah. damage sort of a, a feel to it. Like, if you just took a headshot, you'd die, and... Yeah, have to go back to a checkpoint, which kind of sucked. It um, did. Yeah, so having somebody else there just to revive you right where you were would definitely make that more enjoyable. Yeah, and with the two female protagonists, which looks really interesting um, story-wise, too, playing in a co-op, looks like it'd be more interesting that way as well, because you each play you know, one of those protagonists, but BJ's daughters. Um. And the music seems like it could be awesome. It's like kind of 80s theme, like futuristic 80s kind of a thing going. So, mm-hmm. is, is it the real names? No, no it's not. I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't see the second one, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Katia and Dogia. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sounds kind of Russian. Katia and Dogia. Uh, yeah, it was, I thought it was a good conference. It was like, interesting. I left feeling a little underwhelmed, but you got to understand that E3 is part of the excitement. I still thought they did a great job. Like Josh nailed, they really nailed down Game Pass. 
being something they want to support where you're going to play a bunch of new games like Gears 5 and Outer Worlds for $10 a month. And they're really supporting their community really well. So it looks good. Anything else you guys want to add before we get to the final conference uh, of Bethesda? No. Okay. All right. Um, the two actual games that they announced? <laughs> Microsoft? Oh, before before we get to Bethesda is what. Yes, you're, yes, right, sorry. yes. Okay. You cut out there. I thought you had a zinger. I was like, no, okay, no, zingy baby. Uh, all right. <clears throat> I, I was expecting a zinger too. I was like, well, oh, it's coming. Mm. <laughs> Blue balls in me, Josh. <laughs> sorry. He picked. No, I mean, cut like out I said, there and I, <clears throat> yeah. Like I said, if there's something we can't even think of, then it's probably not that important to us. Oh, oh, fuck it. I, I, I feel like a fucking idiot. Of course, Keanu Reeves showed up. It was the biggest, <laughs> the biggest post in, oh, fuck my life. I did it again. God damn it. I got mm. too excited. You know, you can turn your volume <clears throat> down on there. So even if you click on something, it won't play a bunch of music. <laughs> Thanks for it's telling me to phone, Josh. Mm. Yeah. Um, I could play Technology these want. days kill all of you um all right so <laughs> keanu, <laughs> keanu reeves showed up and let me tell you i had a lot of fun with the keanu reeves thing i actually was literally racking my head right before e3 i was like i really want to use that one uh fingering meme again but it has to be perfect and then i got the keanu 3 and it being one of our biggest posts ever uh in the plus 500 like range which i always love having something funny like that and yes keanu reeves is making a cameo in cyberpunk and it's a big deal because cyberpunk now has a release date which is awesome uh i i'm gonna be honest with you guys i'm kind of i don't really get the keanu thing i think it's funny like i'm on the outside in i love seeing people get excited about it like I, we joked about this on the last podcast like my keanu is always the matrix keanu and i'll die with that keanu reeves i've never seen john wick and so i don't really know like the whole zeitgeist behind that whole thing right now, but Keanu Reeves they're is just—they're good. Yeah, you know he's in the zeitgeist. One, it start, it starts really emotional. Um, it's, yeah, it's a solid movie. Yeah. They're they're just good summer actions action movies, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking about this more. in the shower. Actually, it's funny that you brought this up. I didn't even think we were going to talk about it. Thinking about Keanu in the shower. <laughs> I was, yeah, actually. Busted! But. Like, oh, Keanu. Oh, Keanu. But. Keanu! Oh, breathe me. But I was thinking about it, and like, it seemed like, it seemed like recently there have been more and more stars kind of being put on this pedestal. Like, think about like Tom Hanks and how we all kind of covet Tom Hanks and think he can do no wrong. Keanu Reeves is starting to ascend to that status. There are some other actors and actresses where people are like, they're a national treasure. Protect them at all costs. You know, things like all the memes and stuff. And Chuck Norris. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah. Chuck Norris was pretty much the only one <laughs> for the longest time who was kind of put up there, and it, that was a meme. But, mm -hmm. you know, 20 years ago, we didn't covet you say that in that way. And I think part of but that... But just look at all the cancer that's been cured by his tears. Well, I mean, it would have if he ever cried. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Josh, you think, you think Josh about, is spit. Wow, you think about Josh that, is that knife, <laughs> that knife that that uh, that beggar stabbed Chuck Norris with, and then five days later in the hospital bed, that knife bled to death. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe I just opened you guys up for Chuck Norris. <laughs> it couldn't even help couldn't even help Josh yeah, just dropped but... a couple in shades like, wait, I got one. Hold on. <laughs> I, I have more. I used, to, I used to have a book of them, but that's neither here nor there. Um, anyways, so I think, you know, you think about it 20 years ago that celebrities weren't kind of coveted in this fashion. Like, we coveted fic- fictional uh, characters as, like, these paragons and these icons. And now it's kind of transcended uh-huh. in a different way into our celebrities. We want to hold them to this high status because we revere them, you know, as heroes, as uh, people to look up to, as motivational people. And for us, that gives us something we want to aspire to be in our daily lives. You know, I think about myself growing up, I always looked up to Pat, uh, Patrick Stewart's character, Jean-Luc Picard on Star Trek next generation. For me, that was my figure. That was the figure I aspired to be who I looked up to be like in all situations, as funny as this sounds, I would think to myself, what would Picard do? I would, I would mouth that. I would be like, what would Picard do? No, I didn't. Uh, that's I'm joking uh, about that. No, you but did. Seriously, I would think about these situations, and I would think about, like, if I, when it came to a big decision, when it came to a decision uh, based off of morality, I would think about, I really would think about, like, in this situation, mm. how would Jean-Luc Picard act or react? And that's because that was someone I looked up to. And I think in our... Mo- <laughs> you gotta say that out loud, man. I sh- yeah. W- what what wouldn't Q do? Yeah, I think there I isn't anything Q wouldn't do. Hmm. Probably no. not. No. No. WWPD. What would Picard do? Yeah, but I, I think now nowadays with how harrowing, especially the U.S. feels right now with. Uh, government administrations. I'm not going to just say Trump because he's not, he is not the only person. He is not, he's not the sole representative of a party. And I'm going to say both, like all the parties, there's some harrowing things going on. And with the news of climate change and how it's been dropped a lot lately in the media that, you know, we only have realistically until about 2050 to live kind of thing before um yeah. climate change goes past shortly the before you know, this and episode some people airs. are calling bullshit <laughs> you know shit like that but we're hearing that you know our our eating choices are bad that plastic waste is becoming a problem. all these harrowing things and then it's like well Harrow? we need someone to look up to we need some good news and keanu reeves uh you know he's kind of been an an internet legend for a while now like there have been stories about him taking the subway even though he's rich and he can afford to, you know, take whatever he wants. You know, there are reports of what he donated his earnings to during the Matrix movies. There's reports of him doing, like, very small kindness things. So, like I think that... stopping buses from going 60 yeah. miles or less. Well, it's, it's a mythos they yeah. build. Like, when he, he was on that talk show and that one thing was going around where they were like, what do you think happens to us when we die? And he was like, you know... 
I don't know, but I know that the people we love will miss us. And I was like, oh, motherfucker. And then the whole audience was like, oh, <laughs> such a perfect answer. And it's just like, once you get a mythos built around you, anything you say kind of just goes into that further. But Which is weird, because if you... He actually is reported to be a very lonely human being, which I think is interesting, you know? Well, you should, um, that, that, that stems from his past. That stems from what happened to him in his past, how his uh, child died, and then how his fiancée died a few months later. Yeah. So, well, that I mean, doesn't mean he has to be lonely now, but he's carrying some psychological things with him. Um, well, this, yeah. this, this definitely should not be an analysis of... <laughs> Uh, what's happening here? Well, Shane did this, goddammit! I was just trying to talk about Keanu Reeves possibly being a fuck option in Cyberpunk, and Shane started telling me about the meaning of life (laughs) and harrowing political things. Alright, I'm done. That was my fault. I'll take full blame. I don't really feel like that. Yeah, anyways, we can talk about that later. Yes, Shane, you're right, though. He has become... Uh, I appreciate that uh, monologue. Kind of yeah, has no worries. I'm sorry. He has reached it happens that place. all the time. It's it's influenced. It's influenced by this one story I heard about how one time Chuck Norris went to the Virgin Islands, <laughs> and after he left, they were just called the Islands. <laughs> oh God! You could replace any of those jokes with somebody else. You know what I mean? Like a Keanu or a fish or whatever. They would still be great. Um, but I like you know, the idea that should of, be your next line of memes. Is it should fish inserted into <laughs> Chuck Norris memes? But like mm-hmm. the reverse, like he went to the Virgin Islands and now they're called the you know what's the opposite of? I I gotta workshop him a little bit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know, now now they've made it a life choice on the road yet. They're more. the celibate <laughs> islands. I'll, I'll think of it. Don't worry. Uh, the Selvin Islands. There you, know, you go. God the damn. chastity belt. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, nope, just not gonna happen now. Um. Anyways, that is cool. But also, the most important thing is we got a release date for Cyberpunk. But that that was one of those moments um, that people were are always gonna remember, where Keanu Reeves walked out on stage. So I'm, I'm glad we mentioned that because that Keanu Reeves moment was legend. Uh, kind of made that whole press conference from an entertainment standpoint. Um, and yeah, a bunch of good stuff. We forgot something. I'm sorry. I don't think there's anything too vital. I think, I think that did. was What's it for this new... one. What's yeah. that new horror game? We're only here to talk about the shit that, that we care about. Had... Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, the Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Oh, no, there's no, a Blair Ghostwire Witch Tokyo. That's eh. not Microsoft. Yeah. No, that it's was... not. It's Bethesda. Yeah. yeah. They didn't really show anything on it, like gameplay-wise, I don't think. But it looked interesting. Yeah, it was just a trailer. It, but yeah, it looked, it it looks looked interesting, really cool. though. It it looked, interesting. The premise looks interesting, and I know a lot of people were hyped for the announcer who was announcing it. Like, it was all over Twitter. Everyone was gushing over uh, oh, yeah. the very uh, ganky lady who was presenting, because she was awesome. Gushing. Oh, yeah, she was so cute. Um, there was... Uh, Fish was creeping on her on the stream. If you missed it, I'll put that on the Patreon page. <laughs> um mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, I think I goaded fish into that. Sometimes I like to lure fish into the creeping. I just kind of pull him in a little bit, and then he does the rest. Leslie knows how that goes. Uh-huh. 
but the Deathloop game was one that I saw Josh get excited about at Bethesda, which is what we're moving on to now to finish up here as we crown our game of show. Uh, they didn't show gameplay, but Deathloop has a weird sort of cycle to it, but Josh was getting pretty jazzed on the stream. You're like two rivals, and you're killing each other over and over, and then I guess like going back in time. But they didn't show any gameplay, but like, why were you yeah. intrigued, Josh? Well, just the whole premise sounds really cool. Uh, like, just... Um... Two people killing each other over and over again until one of them, you know, somehow breaks the cycle, ends the cycle. Was, I mean, it was kind of it was one of our favorite boss fights of uh, this year so far. With uh, yeah, you know, like the last boss in uh, Katana Zero. Um, yes, like a similar cool. sort of thing, but like a whole game built around that premise. Like these, you know, characters that can go back in time and try to, you know gain the upper hand in this eternal struggle sort of a thing. It looked really cool. Uh, yeah. Just wish there was gameplay. No yeah. gameplay. Yeah. Well, exactly. Like, um, it's hard to get that excited whenever we don't know what it's actually going to look like, but the premise, like, making that into a whole game sounds really cool. So. The worst E3 trend for me is just movies without gameplay. Like, I just fucking hate that. Like, there's nothing wrong with the cinematic trailer. That's fun, but, like, Get some gameplay in there, man. I want to know. I don't want to fucking watch a movie about something that I know nothing about. It's just... <sighs> um, I asked our audience on the Swordchomp Instagram, was it smart for Bethesda to open with Fallout 76 and announce it's also free to try? 65% of our audience said yes. Address the bad first. So mostly mm-hmm. people thought it was a good idea to get the shit out of the way. Shovel the shit out of the way. Polish it up. And then also tell people it's free to try. Yeah. And they really, they really pushed that with the Bethesda conference, starting with everything people had a problem with in the last, last little bit here. Just kind of mm-hmm. get that out of the way first, which I think, was, I think was the right way to handle it. That way, you know, you can then move on to stuff people are actually still, you know, willing to trust them with a little bit after, after showing that they they hear the feedback and they're, you know, trying to make things right. So. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. That's the way you have to do it. You can't pretend like it never happened. And I was surprised that there were some people that even messaged me to try and play it with them. I'm like, what the hell is happening? You want to <laughs> play this game with me? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a dumpster fire. Um, but when something's free, people give it a shot. It's funny. Hey, I know you heard this is the most biggest piece of shit ever created, but guess what? It's free. I guess I'll give it a shot. Um, that's how people react in our world. But uh, Bethesda, so they went through a lot of their stuff that they're continuing to support. Like, Shay was really addicted to Elder Scrolls Legends, the card game. Um, and they're talking about how they're continuing to support that. Uh, they're continuing to support Skyrim Blades, which is unfortunate. Because usually when you have a disease, you should cure it instead of uh, yeah, making it more. You, you, yeah. You cut those tumors out. You don't, uh, mm. yeah. Masturbation's Name a disease. Mm. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about that. Uh-huh. I mean. You'd be the first one to defend it. I would. <laughs> yes, yes, I <laughs> The very first, um, just because fish is so quiet. And then. <laughs> just look at the results. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fish has some huge biceps, and let me tell you, they don't come from working out. Oh, my God. Um flash him sometime oh so 
fucking Doom Eternal. Wait, Look. wait, 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 wait. How are we going to let Morgan go with that stupid... A- you don't use your bicep to jerk off. You use your forearms. I thought it was in the wrist. What are you, what are you yeah. doing? What are you doing here that this is the jerk off? <laughs> how, how exactly do you manage... Well, you can. What the you can. Fuck? It's all wrist and forearms. No, no. It's lever. If you bend over, like getting a crouching sort of leverage. Yeah, like Leslie's doing. Look, wow, she's really good at that. Thank um, you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I don't even have a dick. <laughs> it's like you've had practice. I've been um, married for fifteen years. This explains why. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh. Oh. That's all it You're takes. practicing yeah, for the so. first time. You guys will consummate your marriage <laughs> <laughs> for the first time. You ask for. I mean, yes, and that's Leslie. Get the little bicep workout. Yeah, you know, hunch over kind of biceps some, when you're jerking off. You know, lever, well, you know, work all your muscles. It's a it's a compound exercise. It's not an isolation yeah, exercise. It is. it is. It's a compound. This exercise. is an excellent debate. Huh. A chart. And you work your toes, too, because you're always like, kind of standing on the tip of your toes, so you get, like, those little toe muscles. Yeah, just so the noose doesn't Ca- get too tight. Some calf exercise. <laughs> you get a little bit of core exercise as you stabilize yourself as you're hunched over. How many... That should be the new thing. How many... Oh, my God. My husband has oh. huge calves. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that explains so much. <laughs> oh. And fish has great abs too. So, because hmm. he's hunched episode. over his sink, stabilizing his core. <laughs> <laughs> Bodily control workout. Those socks. Um, I'm not getting a full body exercise. I ain't fucking jerking off. You don't need anything but your stick. <laughs> I like to see those charts they hang in the P90X. Forget about it. Stand over your sink and tug one off. Jersey style. <laughs> Dial now. 1 800 69 420. For your free instructional guide on so how to combine... best excrete semen out of your wiener while you're getting a full body exercise. I like how you combine 69 with uh, 420, the Universal Day of Smoking, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Fish, I don't get the fish usually gets high when he jerks off. Uh, you should. It feels it's way more intense. Remember Fish? We used to, in the apartment days. Oh my god, the, no. Morgan, don't go there. <laughs> Back in the closet. Back in the closet. So we came out of the closet and we no, were high as fuck. I feel like R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet is just a memoir of Morgan's days in the apartment. Yeah. I don't like the judgment here, all right? That was as bad as thought it was going to be, Josh. Don't worry. <laughs> You thought it was going to be way worse. No, I, yeah, I was no, bracing there. There's no yellow showers, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, I will say but, that. <laughs> oh, I want to go somewhere, but I'm not going to go. <laughs> no love for our shit. Man, we, got, we had a great time, didn't we, Fish? It was fun back in the day. I bet it was. Two men living yeah, in a closet. It was an experiment. It was an experiment. The only, the only thing we were missing was just women. That was it. That was the only thing we were missing. Morgan, you don't say that out loud. But you do say it on a public podcast for thousands of listeners. Um, <laughs> all right, so we really do like. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad she's here. She she provides the voice of reason for Morgan. 
Like Morgan doesn't listen to any of us, but he listens to you. Hmm. I must listen to my queen. Is my name. Hmm. Queen of Sword Trump. How do you, how do you um, feel right. about this fish, knowing you're not the queen anymore? Oh, oh! I yeah. didn't know I took it away from you. Well, well, I mean, it's been a while since he left. <laughs> no, that he's closet. been the jester. He's the court jester. <laughs> yeah, but like a really hot court jester, which doesn't really happen. Usually, they're just like the the motley fool. Because you know? he lives in seclusion, so when you throw those pictures out there, all the little <laughs> chompettes go ah. <laughs> Oh the moon-faced man has that moon-faced guy has a six-pack, <laughs> Jollyo, and great hair. The fuck has he been, Morgan? Uh. Uh. <laughs> Can you make that chompette sound again? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this Bethesda conference really went off the rails. Guys, I'll be right back. Uh. I got to go to my sink. Uh. <laughs> you gotta work those compound muscles. Keep the water running. Wrist. I don't want the clog. Elbow. I just hold on. I'm gonna take not a video. Of no, that, you are not. <laughs> um, okay, so Doom Eternal looks really incredible. Uh, me and Josh were kind of geeking out over Doom Eternal. Uh, Fish was there too. Fish was there during the Bethesda stream, and he was not a pig's mm-hmm. ass at that point. He was real. At that point, yeah. It's time for more Doom, guys. The weapons, the mm-hmm. monsters, the music. Uh, the multiplayer mode, which is sort of like uh, one person's a mercenary, you know, super soldier, and the other two people are demons, looks really unique. Yeah. That game looks really goddamn good. It really does. It does. It looks like they were, they took what worked from the last one, and since they didn't have to worry about taking it too far this time, were able to, like, bring it all the way back to the 90s, because so much of the stuff they did was just speed up the game, bring it back make this, you know, really arena shooter type experience again that they weren't sure anyone would like anymore. And it was great. Um, And then in this one, you have, like, power-ups with names, like, just right there in the level. (laughs) One-up. Yeah, yeah, like, one-up, like, you know. um, Yeah, it it looked like the sort of power-up you'd find in an old old shooter from the 90s. 90s Um, PC game, yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I'm, like, I'm... It's basically the same aesthetic as the first, but just allowing allowing those power ups to have the names on them. It doesn't seem like a big change, but it, it it's it's cool. Well, they're they're leaning into the mythos that they mm-hmm. created to yeah. some degree, which is interesting. Exactly, so. exactly. They're not not trying to hide it this time. Like you know, well, there's oh, dashing really now. Dark, it looked like there but, was like yeah. wall climbing and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of traversal movement things that look. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a grappling shotgun, which oh, that's so that's cool. just the coolest yeah. thing ever. Like grappling the shotgun. <laughs> Come like, on, guys. I got like, that fucking that sword up uh, on the Instagram. People thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Ninety percent of the audience said that sword is fucking badass. That mm-hmm. axe that that guy has swings at the end of that demo. It's fucking wild, man. Like everything about it just looks so great. It's like because the, the one thing that Doom suffered from was repetition. You know, even in the environments to some degree. And if this game can avoid that, then, and the multiplayer is better, it could be almost perfect. I would like to see a better story, maybe a more engaging story, but I think that their style of storytelling is kind of, it is what it is, yeah. you know, minimalistic. Yeah, exactly. Like, most of the story is just thematic type stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
Like there really it, wasn't it does a look lot good, though. I'm to really, really excited for that game. Yeah, yeah, it does. It looks really good. Nothing for Doom, Leslie? You don't get down on the Doom train? <laughs> the last Doom I played was the first one. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was a good, it's a good one, though. But do it you is. get down on the Doom train? <laughs> no, I mean the like Doom train. Like Final Fantasy. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. That is such a great yeah. segment. I just had there. to repeat it three times. Yeah. Um, but we got there. Yes. Uh, okay, so Doom, looks, Doom Eternal looks incredible. Let's see, Bethesda also had... What was their... That was their big closer. Um, what was the last... I think that's pretty much it. Was there anything else from Bethesda that really caught you guys' attention? They basically, they basically suck their own dick, mostly. That's what Bethesda does, which I get. Yeah, that was so awkward. They had a huge section talking about all the amazing accomplishments Bethesda had made. And 75% of them were things it had done before Bethesda bought them. Which was like... <laughs> So awkward. Look at our phalluses. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. me. Hooked me at phallus. No, it's a do it's that, that, was the, uh, that was the catchphrase of Morgan's and Fish's apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's the last apartment joke I got for today. I apologize. I made too many. I'm sorry. I think they're funny, but every time I look yeah. at Fish, he just looks a little hurt. Yeah. A little pain on the inside. What did you I think do that to was it like from this one? Yeah. Some Johnny Cash after this. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, was funny. The one time Fish went and bought Mortal Kombat 11 and he put the Johnny Cash hurt music to it. It like, <laughs> uh, made me laugh. Fish is a funny guy sometimes. I love it. Fish um, is a funny guy 90% of the time. <laughs> I don't know about 90% that. 90% of the time that he un- is unleashed, which is 10% of the time. He's funny. Yeah. Funny as hell. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, sure. let's wrap it up, guys. This is the best way to do this. Leslie, you get to be our official judge, all right? So your job as queen is to help us sort of be like a mediator here to find the game that best represents all of our opinions as we quickly run through our top five games of the show and decide on a best of E3 official Sword Chomp game, all right? So let's run through the quick list here. And Leslie, if do you have a list too? Because I'd love to hear your top five games. I think mine are obvious. I should okay. I should make you guess mine. Mm. Oh, number one, Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Number two, was it the mana stuff? No, actually, that's not on there at all. Mm. It's the Final Fantasy VIII. Um, that one's on there, but it's number five. Uh-huh. Shit! We can't be friends anymore. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wait, made the list. I'm happy. Shit, man, what was your two? Luigi's Mansion. Uh, was oh, Zelda. Two. Was Zelda your two? Uh, Luigi's Mansion is three. Link's Awakening three. is oh, four. Cross code. Oh. Cross code is two. Cross, cross code, code is two. two. Alright. Is it because you really? haven't played it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Cross code is so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. love it. It's really good. Really good. Yeah, I feel like Josh is in a frustrating world where that's a game that literally nobody talks about. But Josh loves it very much. Mm-hmm. Shay, Shay and Josh. Shay and Josh. Well, I mean, jo- <laughs> it was Josh's favorite game of the year. It wasn't really in your top five. Oh, that's so. true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So that's a good list, Leslie. Number one, Final Fantasy VII. Number two, Crosscode. Number three, Luigi's Mansion. Number four, Zelda. Number five, um, Final Fantasy VIII. Mm-hmm. Good list. 
Good list. All right. Yeah. We could probably use that to help weight our own. Um, I'll run through mine real quickly. Number one, Final Fantasy VIII, of course. Gave me an orgasm. Number two, Doom Eternal. Number three, Animal Crossing. Number four, Pokemon. Number five, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, the only reason I left Cyberpunk off is because it got enough love last year, and this is a new year. So yeah. I don't want to be repetitive. I don't feel like we... Well, that and also I feel like last year was better as far as giving us a feel for what the game was going to be with all that gameplay and everything. <coughs> um, yeah, we just got the people at E3 got a behind the closed doors demo. We didn't get that. Yeah, we so. didn't get that. So there there may be more hype there if you were able to see it in person. But I don't feel like had they had they shown us this last year, I wouldn't have been as excited about cyberpunk for the year leading up until now. Yeah, it was just a nothing thing. But the Keanu Reeves thing was a great moment. Yeah, that so. was really cool. And that game, I still think, is going to be game of the next generation. Uh, Fish! Top five games B3, starting at one. Uh, Doom Eternal. Okay. Ooh. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. And um, Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice list. So Doom Eternal, all the way up mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yep. Good man. Even though I did never finished uh, the remake of uh, Doom. Uh, wow, Doom Eternal was high uh, on my list too. Be a sleeper there. <laughs> all right, uh, Shay, what do we got? Big boy. Number one is the Final Fantasy VIII Remaster. Number two Ooh. is the Final Fantasy VII announcement release date. Flash footage. Mm-hmm. Number three is the Cyberpunk 2077 footage and release date. Number four is Luigi's Mansion 3, and more specifically, Gooigi. <laughs> and number five, the Pokemon Sword and Shield information. I'm, lo- I'm lumping that in with E3 because it was close enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, finally showing us so much gameplay of like the open world was really cool. Yeah, that's why I made my list, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of looking at ways that this E3... Yeah. The game made me more interested because of E3, as opposed yeah. to when I was like, yeah, 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 it did, it did. They did a really good job of giving you a reason why you'd want to pick this game up. So, yeah. All right, Josh, round it up. What do you all got? Right. Number one is Commander Keen. Oh no, it's not even on the list at all. It's a mobile game. <laughs> Fuck you, Bethesda. <laughs> you were um, so mad about that. That mm-hmm. was funny. <laughs> Josh, like, literally was... got so excited <sighs> when they lost. Man, that was the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, all in one, one, one announcement right there. I gotta God cut that damn up and it. put that on Man, Patreon. That was page, that yeah. was a roller coaster. Uh, anyway, no one, knew, nobody knew what the fuck Commander Keen was, so you were the only yeah, one excited. It was excited, just me. And then it you was the just me. I was the only yeah. one who went on that ride, but it <laughs> yeah. was a ride. Uh, um, but <laughs> anyway, uh, Final Fantasy VII. Number one, I like that. What they showed really? us looked really cool. Oh, I wow, like, okay. I like the combat in Final Fantasy Thirteen was my favorite thing about the game. They, there was a ton of like the stagger system in there. The combat was good in Final Fantasy Fifteen. I think putting those together, like that, that's 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 really cool. Like that, that seems like a really good direction to kind of take a remake of the game. Uh, just make it something completely different, so you're not trying to worry about straying too far from the original and making you know if it's too close to the original everyone's going to be mad about minor changes if it's something completely new 
I feel like it can kind of stand on its own. And I, I like showing us that it's completely unique was nice. So, um, anyway, yeah. Thank you, Josh. That was beautiful. That. Although you weren't supposed to do that, but thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Final Fantasy VII, uh, number two is Death Loop. It, I that the whole premise of that looked really cool. Like it, there wasn't a lot to go off of, but just the whole idea sounds amazing to me. Like I can't, can't wait to see more about that game. Which I don't know what it is yet, but. It's something that I'm really looking forward to seeing more from. So high up on that list. Uh, number three is uh, Luigi's Mansion. Like, it's been a long time. I'm ready to play some more of that. Um, yeah, looks good. My daughter absolutely loves that series. So that's going to be another game that should be fun for the whole family to kind of sit down and play together. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and then Doom Eternal at number, what am I at, four? Um, Yep. Which, yeah, I wasn't that excited about it when they announced it last year because it hadn't been that long since the Doom reboot. A little too soon. It was a little too soon. I wasn't ready for it. I am absolutely ready for some more Doom now, and everything they showed us looks great. Excuse me. And then number five. um... (sighs) Fuck. It's completely blanked. Isn't it written down? No, it's written down, but like my brain just completely died. Just all of a sudden, just like, um, I don't know why. Anyway, I was thinking about Borderlands 3. That's not it, but like that was just all of a sudden in my mind. That was all I could think mm-hmm. about. This, oh, it was the midgets thing. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, because fish. of fish. I'm like, fault. I'm sitting there. I was going back to that. I'm like, it's Borderlands 3, but it's, that's not it at all. But yeah, that. The Outer Worlds? No, no, no. It was uh, it was actually Ghostwire Tokyo because those those two games, um, even though they were there was not a lot there to to get us latched onto, those mm-hmm. kind of made the Bethesda conference as far as something new, something interesting. It wasn't just the same crap over and over again, which is what they've been giving us recently. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, good list. Well. Shay, can you run through your list one more quick time for me? I want to hear uh, just real fast. Yeah, uh, so number one was the Final Fantasy VIII remaster. Number two was the Final Fantasy VII announcement. Release date for the remake. Three was Cyberpunk 2077 footage and release date. Number four was Luigi Mansion 3, more specifically Gooigi. Number five was Pokemon (laughs) Sword and Shield information. Okay. Uh, Fish, did you have Pokemon on your list too or no? I did not know. So the only game that I heard on all four of our lists was... Do you guys know? Final Final Fantasy Fantasy VII. Oh, Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII. And that was Leslie's number one, our queen. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) maybe it's only fitting that that big, beautiful Buster Sword takes the Sword Chomp Chomp Cast Game of Show 2019. How do you guys feel about that? I like it. I feel like they showed us enough new to really get people hyped. I mean, just hearing the crowd when they showed off Tifa mm-hmm. was insane. <laughs> like, oh my god, all those horny old men. It <laughs> was just, that was something else. Tifa is a national treasure, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. Um, anyways, 
that's a great choice, I think, because uh, it had a huge spot at E3 from the from the release date to the collector's edition to all the footage they showed. I mean, that feels like a fitting sort of um, example of what E3 is all about. It's the only game that made all four of our lists, and we're all about compromise here. Although it sounds like runner-ups would have been Doom Eternal and Final Fantasy VIII. Doom Eternal did not make Shay's list. Final Fantasy VIII did not make Josh's list. I'll remember that, Josh. Mm-hmm. My shit list now. Why would why um, would I like I've I've played that game so many times. Like, I still have the PC version. I can go turn it on at any time. We've all played it many times, too. Yeah. And it's on our list. Because yeah. it's exciting. And it looks... I don't know. I Honestly, I want to know more about it. Yeah. Like, I, I would... if Because because of how much I freaked out, if I didn't make it my number one game, I would have been hypocritical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's still just a big question mark. Like, I know enough to know that it's going to be awesome, but, like... How much more cool shit is it going to have, you know? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Doesn't even have a fucking release date, which pisses me off. But yeah, FF7 it is. I will make that the official game of the show, and I think we can be proud of that. And that's going to come out, what would you say, Leslie, March 3rd? March 3rd, yeah. I don't know. I, I threw mm-hmm. my other list over there as a paper uh, airplane about 10 minutes ago. That's a... okay. <laughs> oh, no. Great work. I know. Great work, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um... All right, so again, if you've enjoyed the show, and it's been an honor having Leslie here to podcast with us for this many-hour event, uh, this E3 extravaganza, you can find Leslie Sector 7 Item Shop at Sector 7 Item Shop on Instagram. Uh, Leslie, would you like to tell people a little bit about what you do there and why you're uh, worth a nice follow and maybe a good commission or two? I do everything, darling. I don't know. I don't do everything. That's not. <laughs> let's not, let's not go there. Uh, I make fan art. <laughs> I. You walked yourself into I that did. one. No one else did. At least I didn't walk myself into that closet. Mm. Oh. All right. There's only so much bashing me and Fish are gonna take about our closets. Let me tell you. Oh. No, I make fan art. Sorry. That's. I mean, that's it. That's just fan art. Mm-hmm. She's a woman of few I words. Am. That's it. Just fan She's art. Fan art. I mean, it's good yeah. stuff. Um, at Sector Seven Item Shop. Yeah. Soon to be does competing. Good stuff. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Does really good stuff. But you know who else does good stuff, Morgan? Sassy D merch. <laughs> That's right. He's really proud of himself for recognizing mm-hmm. our ad spot. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> I get There's it. A it's a segue. There's a lot going on in my Tell head, Josh. <laughs> I've, heard well, this, I've heard of this name, Sassy D, but I don't know much about it. Tell me about it. Well, I, you know, Sassy D is a partner of ours. Um, you can find them if you pause the podcast <laughs> right now and you flip on over to Instagram at Sassy D Merch. Give them a follow. They do fabulous dick art for the friends and family. And look, we have a guest on the podcast that has seen their work before. You know, Sassy D Leslie. What do you think of what they do? It's awesome. It's cute. It's cute. cute. It's is it's and it's erotic what kind, too. What kind of merchandise do they have? It's cute little penises. <laughs> there you go. Cute little penises. Um of a variety of What can uh, I get these penises on? I need to know. You can get them on anything. You can get them on socks. You can get them on cups. What else can you get them on? Probably t shirts. T shirts? I can wear coffee mugs. I can wear cute penises on a t-shirt. Probably not around my kids, but that's okay. 
Uh, <laughs> that's the, they're not ready for. I the could have hidden penis birds and the bees talk. Uh, what age do I have to have the birds and the bees talk with my daughter? Uh, sponsored by Sassy D merch. I'm worried about that. Your daughter is sponsored by Sassy D merch. When did this no. happen? The, that was the, the talk. I was the not a, the beast oh, talk is sponsored the talk by, is sponsored by them. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. I, th- I thought the daughter was sponsored. I'm like that. I did not realize our deal was that extensive. <laughs> yeah. They're paying me a lot of money. I always worried about that. What age There's do you have to have the, the contract, talk, Josh? You clearly didn't read. Yeah, I really, really should have had someone go over that. Mm-hmm. Talk <laughs> with your lawyer, Daddy. Is that a mm-hmm. dickachu? <laughs> Are no, you just that's a sassy chew, honey. Oh. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say, Daddy, is that a dick at you, or are you just happy to see uh, me? No. <laughs> um, what is the... Why? Of course you'd go there. No, I didn't even mean for it to go that way. Um... <laughs> are you going to show the bloody cup? Are you going to show the bloody cup on this ad real quick? No, the bloody cup never makes an appearance again. Um, And it's not blood, I told you that. A raspberry. <laughs> so, so sure. Funny. Sure. You know, no uh, you've told me it's ink. You've told me it's raspberry. Sure. Why is it still on there? You know, there? if you had one story, one story to tell us instead of the eight you've gone with so far, <laughs> maybe we'd be more inclined to believe one of them. Consistency. Mm. Um, yeah, so sassydicks.com, at sassydicks <laughs> on Instagram. This whole conversation was sponsored by our good friends and sponsors over there. Um, we also do side podcasts. If you want to check them out, I have an interview with the composer of Katana Zero. Uh, the podcast is called In the Blood. Go hunt it down. Shay has a podcast called Evoking the Sublime, where he interviews uh, creators in the industry. Most recently, Greg Kasavin of Legendary GameSpot fame and Supergiant Games. And good fucking lord, this is a beast of a show and i left a lot of stuff out i think i think i feel like we like we were still trying to just cut the corners to make this one come in yeah under crunch time yeah because like uh josh and i finished observation we probably could have both talked about the ending of that but Mm -hmm. i can say that no yeah games next week we have a lot of games to talk about and we also got to save talking about um fish's new calendar where he's half naked Mm. And all the pictures. But Me and we Weapons Monthly Magazine? My new newsletter? Yeah. Man. Three by three squares. Yeah. Three by three squares. Origami. That's all you need. Uh... That's, that's what we like. Uh, if you check out our at Swordchomp page, there's tons of E3 footage and posts up there, as well as our Patreon page, which, as I said, has behind the scenes video and footage. Um, I want to thank Josh here. What, what do you give me that face for, Josh? No, just. Whoever was breathing in the mic there, uh, I don't know if it was intended uh, uh, to be that, that creepy. But me. okay, uh, <laughs> hmm. can we can we get the uh, chomp? Can you can we get the chompette sound one more time? What is wrong with you? <laughs> um, but I, I think the best way to end the show, of course. Fuck yeah, midgets! Of course, you gotta remember remember those midgets till the end of time. Um, Hell yeah. Thanks for checking out the show. Josh from Michigan, Fish from Texas, Leslie also from Texas, and Shay from Japan, of course, myself from Montana. We will see you next week for an all-new Chompcast.